fuck is that guy? Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Christmas. Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, three-man pod here. We had very quickly after last week's episode, which I can assure you this one will be a lot less hectic, a lot less screaming involved. <laughs> but Alex told us he couldn't make it, he gave an arm excuse, which... Who knows how legit it is. Jack actually didn't give an excuse, so I can't break down his excuse because he didn't give me one. So there's that. And again, Troy, uh, the only excuse we can't really critique is he is looking after his son. He does have a child. Yep. Anyway, you'll have to make do with me and TK. Hopefully that's all good. We are going to be looking back on the decade. You've heard end of the year reviews before because we've done them on the podcast. We're going to look back on the whole decade here. Hopefully we bring up some things that you forgot happened. We're going to get into the world of sport, film, TV, music, pop culture, just about anything you can think of and we'll see how it goes. And maybe we'll have time for some personal reflection after, depending on how the pod's gone and how long we've taken. So, news of the year. We've not just got Excited. news of the week. You've seen what can drum up with just <laughs> a week's worth of headlines. We started, I think, doing going back to news of the week probably two, three months ago. Mm. So I've not included any in that, and I've gone completely outside of it. So we're wiping out months, and we're still <laughs> going to have some wild things. So anyway, to start off with, British parrot missing for four years returns home speaking fluent Spanish. <laughs> I was about to say, how did they know it was a British parrot? But I guess he went away speaking English and he came back. All the person reported it and they were like, that is my parrot. I recognise him (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) A naked man arrested at Planet Fitness tells police he thought Jim was judgment-free zone. He's got a point. (laughs) I did actually. That's my favourite one, I think, of this week. (laughs) That's your favourite one? Yeah. (laughs) Only because I see all the time with, like, this is a judgment-free zone. You come in here, no matter what shape or size, you do what you want. (laughs) This guy's just taking it very literally. He was really testing it. (laughs) Massive semen explosion after Blaze hits Bull Artificial Insemination Facility. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's employee accused of smuggling 80 pounds of McNuggets in his anal cavity. Jesus, that's a lot of nuggets <laughs> up there. I'm always amazed by what people can fit up their ass. I won't well, lie. Well, the thing that uh, got me was when we first had a headline like this, which I think was the Scott Jegman. When you listen to it back, you hear Troy go, you'd, no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> There's a lot of Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a finger buffet with Troy this year and suddenly <laughs> a plate goes missing don't leave him with any party food <laughs> FBI seizes over 3,000 penises during raid at morgue employees home that's rough 
that's a Netflix documentary waiting to be made, surely. Do you not think it is if slightly reassuring in a weird not not the guy? Yeah. That there isn't anyone having a sneaky peek once they're like tucked away in the coffin or whatever. There's nobody thinking, hmm, because they would obviously notice there's like a severed <laughs> <laughs> or one bloke's been spotted it and he's like, How do I tell people that I saw that this was happening? That's a good point, yeah. Do you want to be that guy? <laughs> it's like me with... Uh, no, I was going to... Wow, that's... You're going to have to clarify now. I was going to say me with the cash point, uh, giving it to the wrong person, but and then... Yeah. Thinking, yeah. how do I like... Thinking you were doing a good thing. But, yeah, when I thought maybe I should have just kept my mouth shut, and that guy obviously thought, you know what, this is going to get me in more trouble than it's worth. I keep my mouth shut. You were quickly thinking you should have kept your mouth shut when you were comparing yourself to this guy <laughs> stealing dicks in the morgue. Imagine, imagine when he sees the fourth one, he's like, I really should say something. <laughs> he's like, we got a bond of trust now, me and this fella. Maybe he's just gone with, look, maybe they all had seven dicks. Maybe they, <laughs> I don't know. Or the disappointment has, oh, not again. a <laughs> <laughs> little peek. <laughs> You're joking, not another one. <laughs> Nebraska family built a lifelike Ford Mustang out of snow and a state trooper gave it a ticket. Jobsworth. <laughs> that is a Jobsworth. Do you not think, because I see this where people like grill like yeah, these parking guys mm. saying like Jobsworth and it's like, Jobsworth is usually like when you go like above and beyond. Like If your entire job that is, is their entire job. Ticket, it's not really like a Jobsworth thing. It is quite literally doing your job. It is a... It is infuriating as as someone who's been the recipient of many a parking ticket, but it is hard to argue with because <laughs> I have deserved most of them. Barber shaves play button into customer's hair after he pauses vid of desired cut. <laughs> no way, you can't be that stupid. Maybe that's what happened to the original Ronaldo. That was the front of his head. That was that, what happened there. It was the play button. I know there's the story with that, and it's, I think it's one of them where it's like, you know, when someone says something stupid on Twitter, and then someone like says, "Oh, they must be joking," and very quickly they go, "See, I was joking." He knows because the story was where he said like he had a dodgy knee or whatever, so the haircut drew away everyone's attention from talking about his perceived injury going into oh, the tournament. Okay. And I feel like that could be one where someone's gone. Oh, you knew you had that injury and yeah. nobody was even talking about it. He was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll go, with it. It, I'll go with it. You'd have to come up with something as to why you got that barn, yeah. to be fair, wouldn't you? Man fired gun because Bigfoot was trying to enter his home. Fair. Man dies in absolute agony 10 days after eating gecko on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, do you, do you have a PS1 when you were younger? Yeah. Do you remember there, there was like a, a Gecko, it was called like Hey Gecko or something. No, I, it was like a, it was like a secret agent that. kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's just come back into my head. I'm sure I'm not going mental. I'll have a search while I uh, get the next headline. Yep. Hey Hey Gecko, first thing that's... Hey Hey Gecko. No, actually, that's a completely different thing. That's apparently a song, but there is definitely a Gecko game. I'm sure of it. Unless it was instead, just... of, instead of Hey Mickey, you've got Hey yeah. Gecko. <laughs> Would you eat a gecko for a dare? That seems... Dying in agony seems like the exact thing I would expect to happen off the back of that. 
whenever someone does something for a day and they like say after like for a day you, know, <laughs> you you can't not do a day. You suddenly think, how old are we? In a second, I might have to ask you to let the cat out, and I know he's going to annoy you when he tries to get back in. In <laughs> God knows how what time I'm after. Say, he... He's having a little wash at the moment. I'm sure he'll be all right. Ugh. Um, it's when he goes around the corner and he I see him bending down. Actually, I came around the other day, and this might not mean anything unless other people's cats do the same thing. He like was sat like on his bum, but like sat upright with his like paws in the air. It was just like the proper weird to like look what at. The hell? Like I think he was like just washing or whatever. He was like sat up like he was just, like chilling like in an armchair. <laughs> like, like. Speaking of cats, I started that documentary yesterday I said to you about it. That sounds earlier. fucking dark. It's I put on I remember saying to you about it last year, the film Surviving Christmas, because I've been saving the night before after um Harper didn't ever arrange our tradition. Yeah. So he's He's really been unreliable this yeah. year. Um, and Harold and Kumar Christmas, which is the the top dog of Christmas films. So I put on Surviving Christmas, which has um, James Gandolfini. It's got a younger version of the main kid from Sex Drive. Okay. It's got uh, Ben Affleck is the main role where he's like trying to be a dick, but he's like more irritating than he is like believable. In yeah. But it, it it was worse than I even remembered. Oh god! It has like it's got a, a nine score on Metacritic when I saw. Yeah. But I remember the first time watching it, like nah, this is all right actually. But yeah, having watched it again, I turned it off after about half an hour. Jeez. And then Netflix charms you because you think you're watching the trailer or whatever, and then you go to kind of come off, and it's started the episode, and you obviously, oh well, I'm here, I'm here <laughs> as well. And then I started, and you don't see anything too graphic with, like, people were making out on Twitter, putting, like, someone put a tweet out, like, here, here's the times with all the videos if you want to skip I it. I saw that that's a... Just don't thing. watch the programme. It does seem odd, doesn't it? Yeah. If that's not your cup of tea, why no. are you watching? Like, obviously, it's meant to be shocking. You see, like, the before. Yeah. And obviously, it isn't nice, but... Had to cover the cat's eyes in case uh, <laughs> he saw anything. What have we got next? Uh, medieval sex cult at centre of German crossbow murder mystery. <laughs> That's a sensational headline. That'll be a Netflix original. I want to get to the <laughs> bottom of that. <laughs> Mississippi community left confused after bowls of mashed potatoes mysteriously keep appearing. <laughs> It's like throughout the town, just bowls of mashed potato. <laughs> Man accused of dipping testicles in customers' salsa. I always wonder how what goes on behind a restaurant. That's why, if I'm ever with someone and they moan, I'll never send up food back, even if I'm happy with it, because I don't know what's going to be coming back. Yeah, it's getting spatting, isn't it? At the very least, like I've been with people before when they'll be rude to the waiter or whatever and first of all he's not the one who's cooked it yeah but then after all they're like you got to you got to do that if I'm going to pay for it that's what that is true the people people who complain do have a set of balls don't they they won't uh, I don't have that they won't fuck up no it would have to be real bad for me to complain I think I can't envisage complaining at a restaurant Uh, 
Deputy Head's career in jeopardy after shooting an 11-year-old pupil with an air rifle. He says, boy wanted to see how much it hurt. <laughs> Look, Ashley Cole's career survived it, so why can't the teachers? <laughs> well, you, who would have thought that with all the things that eventually came out by Ashley Cole, it was essentially cheating on a member of Girls Aloud that turned him into public enemy number one. Yeah, yeah. And he just never recovered. All these other things. The thing where, like... He's smiling getting off the plane after the World Cup. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> Probably got told like a proper awful joke by Crouchy or someone. <laughs> he's had a smirk and the next thing you know, he's in the front of the papers. <laughs> what was the morning period for the World Cup? How long did they have to all stay like stone-faced if you for? remember with the paper as well, people weren't even angry that he cheated on her. They were angry at the woman not being as good looking as Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Have you seen her? Have you seen who, have you seen who he's That's with? one of the best things with when he, one of these cheating scandals comes out. And especially women do it, especially where they go, and look at what he's cheated with. Like, like if, yeah. if it should have been like some model, you'd be like, wow, look, he cheated, but come on. What's, what's it they always say when you go out for a burger when you've got steak at home? <laughs> but who doesn't love a mitts grill? Exactly. And from what we've seen with other relationships with Cheryl Cole, she does seem like she was a nightmare. Maybe she was the problem. He <laughs> seems like a lovely man on punditry. Maybe not the most inspiring, but... Yeah. The headlines I've seen expect us to feel bad for Caroline Flack because she's beaten up her bloke, saying she's having one of the worst times of her life now. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I didn't feel that bad when you were beating your bloke. He probably didn't feel too great. I actually had some sympathy when I thought it was that bloke from The Apprentice. <laughs> you so thought I, like, I couldn't stand what? that. There was a there was a woman at work who, I guess she's not particularly uh, PC by modern standards. So someone's gone, oh yeah, she was knocking a bloke about and she looked very confused by the prospect of this. And she's gone, what, like, she was hitting him? <laughs> and she's got a black face. So, like, so he didn't, you know. And I was like, what are you saying? And she's like, you know, he didn't. I was like, do you mean like restraining? He's like, well, yeah, what was he doing? And I was like, fuck's sake, that's not the point. No, I, I remember, and people will know if they were a previous listener of the pod, that I used to be a, a big fan of Jeremy Carl before they took that off uh, the mm. airwaves. And there was the bloke on there who essentially went on there saying that he was getting like knocked about by his missus. And he said that he had to jump out of a hotel balcony to get away from it. And the audience started cracking up. <laughs> and he he stops and he's like, hang on if this was the other way around and yeah. she said she jumped out you'd all be booing him yeah this is not a laughing no, matter people genuinely like cracking up and then people applaud after well you were the ones yeah. laughing <laughs> they're a fickle bunch of crowds on that it. show yeah, I applied about eight times for tickets me and Langston never got them that would have been a great day out I know I saw someone tweet before saying how raging they were that uh, they got it and they were hyped up and they get there and it was one of the like sob story celebrity ones. Oh no, and that's the last. Thing someone you want. else like in their responses was like, "Look, this ain't gonna sound good." I went there; it was one of the Christmas ones where they do all the nice things for um, like the ill kids. Like, nice, but it wasn't what I came here. No, what you're there for? No, <laughs> I was always a bit baffled as to why they did that. Nothing about that show said, "Oh well, we'll do something nice like this every now and again." Well, that was their claim, wasn't it? They were like, "Look." We just tell people what they need to hear. We, we're not malicious. For what it's worth, I do think 
there was a genuine show of trying to help people whilst getting a fair amount of entertainment. Yeah. Not like, say, Jerry Springer, where it was literally, <laughs> get on, get your tits out, do something outrageous, get that, off. Like It was like WWE, where it was all set up, and it was like, stop yeah. reading, I don't want to know. No, and no, then it once really isn't. that has been broken, you do look and you're like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is just too much, isn't it? <laughs> Me and Kieran always used to crack up at the guy who, where they would bring people on there and they would say, and I don't know if they're all fake, I'll assume so, where they would say, look, this person you're in love with is a man or whatever. And there was a guy and he was like, I'll try anything once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was some uh, American bloke and he claiming that they'd like, slept together. And he was like, I've got to ask. How did you not know <laughs> it was a man? He was like, it was dark. Not <laughs> <laughs> deadly serious. Because <laughs> the thing I have with that is like, they can't all be proper good actors. And I'm not saying it was particularly believable, but unless they are just getting in like Z-list actors. like <laughs> It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, because there, there were plenty of people there you thought were probably just Sort of outrageous characters. It's like people say, been... once they say it with reality TV, don't they? Where like, it's all acting, it's all. There must be some degree of it because you would definitely get better actors if this was what you. Yeah, were to yeah, do. absolutely. Next on the list, then, uh, man who played Barney the dinosaur is now a tantric sex therapist. Wow, I thought he was revealed to be a pedo. So there you go. Maybe this was the next Barney. Yeah, there could have been multiple ones in there, couldn't there? I mean, it could be. He could be both, I guess. It's an unfortunate career choice, if yeah. that is. I mean, to sum up The Sun, they put a oh, story out saying, uh, Party Pig, Pepper Pig star Harley Bird is unrecognisable on Boozy Birthday Night Out. Someone's replied saying, Sorry, but were they expecting her to look like Pepper Pig? <laughs> <laughs> what were they expecting her to look like? <laughs> Unrecognisable, like we all know what she <laughs> looks like. <laughs> I respected this one when I saw it. And when we we've still on here before, look, snitches get stitches. Yeah. Oh murder. Judge orders identical twins to pay child support when neither admits to paternity. Yeah. Neither one ratted on the other, they are like, We'll take it. We'll split the cash. <laughs> You're fuming forever, doesn't it? It was forever kid, it isn't, though. This was the headline I thought Troy would like. Get, when you can see his brain ticking. Getting his head. It. Um, Christians hit a dinosaur fossil 170 years ago because it contradicted the Bible. <laughs> I bet there's so many things in history where they've just been... Yeah, for sure. Alex would be on here saying history is written by the victors. or <laughs> fuck's sake. He's writing like a Call of Duty loading screen. Yeah, yeah. That but, is true, though, isn't it? How many things would they have just yeah. discarded or whatever that... Well, someone will tell you it was the aliens. Yeah. Man wearing TV on his head caught on camera leaving old TVs on front porches in Henrico County, Virginia. Now, if you look this up, it is proper creepy. Well, these people in this neighbourhood had... Um, some of them had CCTV-like footage on their houses. Yeah. And basically, there was a guy who had he'd like hollowed out a TV and put it over his head, so it was just like guy walking the TV on his head. But it looked like proper eerie, like at night, and he was doing nothing. He wasn't trying to break in. He was actually walking to the house, putting an old like boxed up 
like awful TV, like mm. a little like one you have an aerial on the top of. Yeah, yeah. You just put it in front of people's doors, walk away, go to the next house, put one on there. And then he started doing it on like odd houses. So it was like, what is the reason? What is targeting this mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be creepy. But the footage is proper creepy when you look at it. That is kind of fucking spooky. <laughs> Weirdo who sent dick pic to transgender woman shocked when she sends one back. <laughs> Yeah, so he serves him right. Yeah. You're going to do that. What are you expecting? <laughs> Engineer suing ex-boss for one million for repeatedly farting at him. <laughs> he's like, I've had enough. All right? How can you sue for that much? Or, or, or the ground? The judge, he was like, look, you don't understand how bad these were. <laughs> I would see him tactically for lunch, going for beans. <laughs> and... Uh, Philippine president used bitch to refer to women at gender equality event. That's the final one that's, of our... That's news a of, proper troll. News of the year. Some bells are there. Do you want to quickly let the big man out and right. I'll uh, get us on to... That's the cat so everyone knows. He's, nothing, he's not referring to anything else. <laughs> and uh, I've got some headlines for us to look back on from the decade, things that we may or may not remember. And just kind of things I think today where you'll look back hearing like the year and be spun out like how was that like that long ago whatever so back in 2010 to start off the decade i'm look there's gonna be a lot missed out here we can't go over a whole decade so (laughs) if anyone blow by blow yeah uh the launch of the iphone 4 and the first ipad was back in 2010 2010? you remember when the first iphone came out and Alex would floss it around sick form to anyone that could look at it. Oh, yeah. Force it into a picture like someone forcing a watch or a tattoo into a picture. Do it. Someone go, oh, you got it. Oh, 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 yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> he would call, he would start calling himself like the Apple guy. Nobody would refer to him as he's like, oh. everyone knows I get the Apple products when, when they come out. <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely did do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 2010 Lady Gaga wore a meat dress to the VMAs wow that was that yeah uh, 2011 Rebecca Black released Friday <laughs> I'm saying this about someone a little while ago remember the fact she got death threats for that yeah. song she was a teenage girl who did I mean it is an awful song but she got death threats for it <laughs> um, we also had the royal wedding in 2011 sat in uh, Sean Shoot's uh, we did room. Everyone started planking. That was a thing, yeah. 2011. Yeah. Uh, 2012, Coney went viral. Was he Stop, ever stopped? Stop Coney. I don't think Coney <laughs> was ever stopped. Um, the Avengers premiered when you think, that, I mean, this will be in the film a bit later, but that from 2012 and then to have each film strategically planned out for one to tie everything together seven years later. Yeah, that impressive. is... They've made some serious money in that time, yeah. haven't they? Uh, Tinder launches in 2012. 2012? Yeah. Fucking hell. And I missed a couple out because we'll get Imagine if you were an original on there. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd see everyone else with their more matches. It'd be absolutely tragic, wouldn't it, if you were? I mean, you, you've done something wrong if you are an original on Tinder, yeah. but still, nonetheless. You, you've never That's like being on the original Pokemon. <laughs> you're still going. You've never seen a face more smug than the Charmer on Tinder. <laughs> if you can picture it 
<laughs> getting a train down to London with him, with him just, oop, oop, another one, oop. Oop, another <laughs> match. <laughs> we have... People genuinely thought the world might end in 2012. Yeah, yeah, people did. People didn't grasp it. Like, Look, what a Mayan calendar ended in 2012, as if they were going to sit and write down for infinity every they single... stop at some point. Year. Some guy was like, look, at this point, what, why, why do I need to carry on 2,000 years? And like we gauge everything else in the world on the yeah. mind's <laughs> sort of way of life. <laughs> like, like <this. laughs> what, 2012, um, 2013 was the year of the viral track. We had the Harlem Shake went viral. That was big. Yep. I remember that. I was in the university library sat there minding my own business next thing I know I've looked around around the corner in the main bit there's three floors of it there's a fucking Harlem shake goes off where everyone's gone from doing nothing to suddenly going absolutely wild they were filming from the top floor I was so confused people went on nights out didn't they just to be involved in the like the nightclub filming a Harlem shake yeah 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 where there's a kid we know who did the worst one I've ever seen by just shuffling his shoulders up and down (laughs) (laughs) don't know what mine was you also had that awful um, what does the fox say Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't include that in our musical roundup, so that's why I can get that one out there now. 2014, the Malaysia Airline airplane disappeared. Is that 2014? Yeah. That seems more recent than I know. that. Uh, same year as the Ice Bucket Challenge. That was that year as well? Again, yeah. I would have thought more recent, bloody hell. It was the year of the challenge. What, you have neck nomination? I've said previously, but how are we going to explain to future generations the neck and nominate thing? Why did you do that? Why did you drink that stupid drink? Well, I was nominated to do it by your auntie's mate. Yeah, I quite shamelessly uh, did one after being nominated by Brad, but I didn't <laughs> do like a vile one. I think I did a can of Strongbow and a bottle of Pear Balmers. Very unimpressive. Those things got re- like as things do, got more and more out of hand as well, didn't they? Yeah. I remember seeing a guy only do one out of a beer bong where he was in the street outside his house and this was in, being fed to him through the window and there was traffic driving like past him as he was doing it. It was a strange... He was like, trying to run in the street whilst drinking this thing. When my uncle tagging me in the ice bucket one, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was where you were drawing the line. <laughs> I think that was after, even with the neck nominate thing, I think that was the peer pressure of not wanting to be the one that doesn't do it. And then the ice bucket thing, I remember seeing them like, does anyone find this entertaining other than the people laughing in the video? After the first like couple of videos of it, you've kind of seen like, it. You? you would look at like a decent looking celebrity do it. You know, and someone who just looks like completely out of place doing it, like that level of celeb, and then the rest were like, yeah, this is a bit cheap. <laughs> this isn't really doing it. I remember Natalie Sawyer did it, and people lost their fucking minds. <laughs> 20, 2015, uh, more serious, um, same-sex marriage legalised in America, which is mental when you think, mm. only 2015. Yeah. I don't know when it was for over here. Um. 2016, Leo wins an Oscar for The Revenant, where they gave him the equivalent of a charity cap. Same year, Trump became president. Uh, Dick's out for Harambe. (laughs) There it is. Pokemon Go made everyone go berserk. When was that? 
2016. 2016, Jesus. Uh, the Vine app shut down. That's sad. Love the Vine. 2017, we had uh, the Me Too movement took off, which we'll get into later. Um, oh another Royal Wedding in 2018. And we had uh, Logan Paul film a dead body in a forest and then go on to win multi-millions in a boxing match at, in uh, what the... I forgot what it's called in LA, but a big arena. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Funny how things change. Anything there struck you or anything else that you remember? As <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Paying respect to a gorilla by getting your dick out. I'll let you decide. Do you want to do sports, film, music or TV first? Let's roll with sport. Stick to stick to my older. Pod's supposed to be, and then go from there. Yeah, because I'm sure there will be ones that you remember that I don't have down. Mm. Because, in honesty, the majority of sites that do lists are American, so you're not getting English ones on there. 2010, then uh, Dwayne Wade hits LeBron James for the alley of the decade. Yep, the alley. John Isner and Nicholas Mahout push each other to the brink. In the longest match in the history of tennis, three days, Isner wins uh, the tiebreak 70-68. That was insane, wasn't it? What year was that? 2010. 2010? Yep. Fuck me. We were 15. Jesus. 15, 16. Apparently nothing happened in 2011, so let's have a go Ronda Rousey secures the armbar on Misha Tate. 2012. Little did we know what she would become. Yeah. What monster she would become. Sergio Aguero saves the title for Man City in stoppage time. That is what a, what a moment. So, so good. As I said, never been more thankful to know so many United fans on my dad's side. This was when we didn't have Sky. Would it have been back in the Satanta days then, before BT? Or would we, was it BT then? Mm, good question. Mr. Tanta. There's some good stuff on there. Give you a David Hay fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is it? David Hay. What the fight I'm thinking of on Satanta? First fight at heavyweight. I've got Ruiz in my head, but. Monty uh, Barrett was his first fight. Christ. Uh, Who was he? Heavy. And then he fought. Obviously, Value for the title, and Ruiz was his first defence. That's the one I remember then. Big Satanta. John, not Andy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. That's why I thought I was going mad. Pretty sure some people were trying to claim John was Andy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> we also had the London Olympics 2012. Yeah. Where everyone was convinced and people said it as if it was like a bold claim. Like, you know, I reckon might have some terrorist stuff <laughs> going on here. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't fancy going to London around now. <laughs> Like there's nothing else going on in London any other time where there could be a terrorist attack. That was when I think I, my love of handball started. You do love handball, it's true. For the Olympics. What, it's, it's Japan next, isn't it? Or have I gone mad? I think you're right. Yeah. I'm just thinking it, it's going to be proper early, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Might have some working for home days. <laughs> Get some uh, handball on. What else have we got? 2013, 
Ray Allen hits a desperate three to keep the heat alive against the Spurs. That is sensational. I think this was the year I started watching basketball. Yeah. That would have been year 12. No, actually, we finished school in year... In 2013, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about right. Okay. Because I was working at the co-op, and that was when I was doing, like, a full working week, but in the co-op. So... I had shifts, and so usually I would be in at like two o'clock, so I could easily stay up late. I could still tolerate Monster without it going through me in like (laughs) 0.8 seconds. (laughs) And if you saw the size of my TV back then and the size of my TV now, I don't know how I coped. How you were getting by. Let alone with my eyes. Or maybe that's (laughs) why my eyes are worse now. (laughs) Goal on technology is introduced 2013. Jeez. Was the 2013-14 season where everyone was bringing up the Lampard thing as if like what happened after wouldn't have happened. If he'd got that goal... We do all think, don't we? If we were probably about to two all and we wouldn't have then got a hiding from the Germans. (laughs) I remember I was meant to be at uh, Christian that day and just point blank refused. You were just too upset. Because it wasn't... No, it was meant to be... They were like... You'll only miss like 15 minutes. And oh, I'm no, not, no, no, no. It wasn't even like family and it wasn't even like a close family friend. I think it was like one of my mum's friends, kids. Oh. Kids. Never happened. <laughs> so, uh, you shouldn't have been there anyway. So my Certainly brothers went along. And I think I had to get the bus down after the game, which was depressing. But like there was nobody like on the roads because everyone was just, I assume, staying in the pubs. Crying into a pint. Drinking. I remember getting all sorts of stick at the time and you'll probably remember the this, this stick I was getting <laughs> when Arsenal were trying to break their trophy drought we've got the League Cup final against Birmingham <laughs> and we were playing for Brockworth at the time and I was saying look I'm not going to be available for that Sunday because I want I don't want to miss the game we're like oh you'll be you'll be you'll be back and I've heard this before next thing not you know you're stuck in like the forest yeah, yeah. You're not getting back. And this wasn't where you could just ping it up on your phone proper easy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, look, we're getting a holiday every week. <laughs> it don't matter whether you're there or I'm not. I'm missing the week. And people were genuinely couldn't believe that I had the nerve to miss a game. Arsenal were giving me just as much pain as Brockworth, but at least I got a bit more out of it with Arsenal. You could win a trophy, eh? Yeah. That was it. Obviously it went bad and people... See, if you played football, that was a bad karma, that was. <laughs> That's what did it for you. If anything... When Obafemi knocked it in. I think the game was called off in the end anyway, so it didn't even do anyone any... Like, it wouldn't have mattered. You'd know, like, <laughs> have been fine and you'd have still kept everyone happy. Like, or, nobody can complain, I didn't miss a game. <laughs> I think the next week they're like, you know, you'll have to start on the bench. Fine. <laughs> All right, I'll put up with it then. <laughs> I'm not as concerned as I should be. Here. 2014, Odell Beckham Jr. makes the catch of the decade. And he's kind of lived off it since, hasn't he, really? <laughs> yep, that's, he's been letting Baker down. He has made a paper mache as well. <laughs> 2015, Clay Thompson, 37 point quarter against the Kings. Still doesn't really get the love he probably deserves, does he? Do you remember last, well, this year, but last season in the NBA, 
um, when they told him that he hadn't been selected for the All-Star game. Like yeah. in an interview, and he was like raging. Because yeah, they changed yeah. the rules, haven't they? Where if you're an All-Star, then you qualify to get a bigger contract, basically. Yeah. And it was his like re-signing year. <laughs> He's like, you can't tell me there's this many people better than me. You couldn't get much more clay than that happening to him either. And you think with how like underappreciated he is that it would go full Carrick, but it doesn't. It just seems like he is just genuinely underappreciated. (laughs) Also, same year you had um, Conor McGregor sleeps Josie Aldo in 14 seconds, which I nearly missed having a poo. Malcolm Butler steals Super Bowl for the Patriots with a crucial interception. That was an insane moment as well. I fell asleep during that fourth quarter oh, wow. and woke up like just before the play and was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I'd arranged to have the 10.30 shift at work yeah, and didn't quite comprehend how mental it was until the morning because I was still a bit like, <laughs> like out of it. <laughs> like, I, I knew what happened, but I hadn't seen like, look, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the commentary would have hyped me up as well, I'm sure. Oh, and sure. I don't think I was as interested then either. I think I actually got into it that year. Yeah. Just by betting on... That was the... Was that the same year the Seahawks got past the Packers? Yeah. Come yeah, back? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the game that made yeah, me a Packers fan. Yeah, same as that. Yeah, so I think I messaged you saying I was a Packers fan and you said, like, the same. And I thought, is this acceptable? Yeah, I think, I think team. we both had some reservations about it, didn't we? But it was they were just a team that seemed to be on, on a lot as well. So I was like, they seem quite entertaining. They're on tonight, if you can put mm. yourself through that at 1am. Um, Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, Celtics are on at 5 o'clock on Christmas Day. I might go for that one. This, that's usually the Knicks slot. We're storing your slot. I rush home. Knicks aren't even on Christmas Day this year. We've got Raptors. 2016, uh, Iceland shocked the world at Euro 2016. Oh, I'd actually forgotten about that. I was genuinely at intermittent points throughout that year. I would wake up in an awful mood and I'd think, what's the matter? And I would genuinely remember that like, we lost to fucking Iceland. <laughs> I thought, that must be it. I remember like being in tears and seeing Alex on the way out looking at me like, what's wrong with it? <laughs> like, you got to get it. This is, you got to get the patriotic as me here. <laughs> I've seen you cry too many times yeah. for England, good or bad. For football. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to buy Alex an England shirt because of... Uh, Get him going. Yeah. That shirt, which won't mean much, but people can obviously search it if they are interested. I got it off classic football shirts, but I think this designer does them where he designs like today's footballers in old shirts. Yeah. But there's some really cool ones. Um, there was a choice for when I was getting one for him between Kane and Ali, and I had to like ask myself like, which one do I like dislike more? Here? <laughs> That's a tough one for you. And I thought like, Kane at least has the chance to bring me more happiness within England. Like Ali, like he hasn't, he's not done anything for me. <laughs> so it's, like, it's not even like, what have you done for me lately? It's like, what have you what ever have done you ever me? done for me? <laughs> Other than cause me like unfathomable anger. <laughs> This was a good. This was a good year of sport, actually. Twenty sixteen. If uh, like shocks, you had the Iceland shocking Euros. You had um, McGregor and Nate go for five rounds in what was voted best ever UFC fight, which I disagree with. 
not even the best of the decade. Um, Leicester win the Premier League. Jesus. Kobe goes for 60 points in his final game. Although the stat line is less flattering if you want to look yeah, at that. Yeah, if you look and into I, the details. I can't think who they were against, but they seemingly just decided they weren't going to play any defense by <laughs> the last quarter. Uh, Usain Bolt proves he's still the fastest man alive, taking home golds in the 100 meters, 200, uh, the relay in the 2012 and 2016 Olympics. Mm. And LeBron James seals the 3-1 comeback with a chase down block in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Best series ever. That was sensational, wasn't it? Did you watch, I tagged you in, um, the Christmas Day game. Oh yeah, I meant to comment on that. Was it that season or was it season after? Following one, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, because that was when they had Durant. Yeah. Because he shot the air ball at the end. Yeah, yeah. Where Richard Jefferson... Just turned into an absolute madman. Because he was who I saw, he quote tweeted, he was like, people forget, I only got four points in this game. (laughs) (laughs) But who he he dunked on Draymond, I'm going to say. And then gave him the taunt after and got the taunting call, which you know our thoughts on uh, from here. Because in that unreal. one, LeBron does that unbelievable dunk over Durant and yeah, Draymond, yeah. doesn't he? He just hangs on to the thing. Yeah, I, I miss Kyrie and LeBron together. Oh, what a, what a double team. That was prime Uncle Drew finishing that There's game. There's actually, because um, Kyrie's the one who hits the shot, isn't he, to win with like 3.2 yeah, yeah, yeah. left. You see him, Curry's on the bench, and as soon as the ball gets to Kyrie, he puts his head in his hands like his PTSD is back. He's like, no, <laughs> not again. 2017, Conor McGregor makes his boxing debut against Floyd Mayweather. Jordan Spieth pulls off the shot of the decade at the British Open. Not a golf man, so I can't tell you if it really is the shot of the decade. <laughs> uh, Patriots are raised a 28-3 lead to win the Super Bowl. That was so mental that they actually had a cheering for the Patriots to come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? 2018, Eagles complete a Philly special to help win the Super Bowl. Big Dick Nick. Yep. 2019, Liverpool pull off miraculous comeback in the Champions League semi-final against Barcelona. Andrew Ruiz upsets Anthony Joshua to shake up the heavyweight division and Tiger Woods wins the Masters. Christ, there's been some big things, haven't there? Yep. That's that's the decade. <laughs> that's a big that's a big decade in the space. A of lot about, of upsets in there. Yeah. So in about ten minutes, we've just we've covered it. Gone over a whole decade. <laughs> there must be some football moments that we haven't like thought of. Yeah, I think. However, reluctantly, I might say it. The Gerard slip, Liverpool yeah. not winning league, yeah, yeah, was yeah. A, a big moment. <laughs> Suarez biting Ivanovic. Yeah, yeah. Because the comment, the commentary says um, Ivanovic is indicating that Suarez has bit him here. He has. He yeah. Has. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say goal of the decade is uh, Wilshire against Norwich, and I won't hear otherwise. I hadn't even thought of goal of the decade. In fairness, well, I've that is a, that is a strong, I've strong contender. Declared it the best goal ever. So. Yeah, so it, it has, to, has be. to be for the decade as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if if um by the end of this anything pops up, we can always slot it back in. There's no rules. So Murray winning Wimbledon was a pretty big one, I guess, yeah. wasn't it? That's a long old time to be waiting. I think after that press conference that uh, he delivered, he sh- he shouldn't have come back because next time you do a presser saying I'm going to have to retire, 
I'm not giving it any credence, man. Oh, he's going to be... He's Floyd now, is he? He's like, Look, every time he says he retire, I can't believe him. Well, Floyd isn't crying each time, which... <laughs> <laughs> and he's not doing his legacy any favours either. Because, I, look, you come back, I'm not giving it the, oh, well, you know, we don't talk about that bit of his career. It's not more, like Floyd coming back now. That's more Roy Jonesy before into that <laughs> territory now. <laughs> we still hasn't, he still hasn't retired. And but. he's going to get sparked by Enzo Macronelli <laughs> one night. Another decade later, and he still hasn't retired. What decade will we get to where Roy Jones actually retires? I like that Enzo was talking about it on his Twitter the other day. He was like, when they gave me the fight, I said to them on the phone, he was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not know how this ends? Yeah, yeah. One guy who shots pieces can't take a shot anymore. One guy who can punch. And now he fights people that win a game show to get in there with him. That's sad. He's getting it? some W's again. That's sad. What do you want next? Do you want film, TV, or music? Let's roll film. You're sticking to my order. I like it. Oh. Headlines here. So I thought there was more. So <laughs> <laughs> there aren't, basically. Oh, God. So. The headlines that, well, the major ones, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe establishes its dominance, mm. Disney buys Lucasfilm and takes over Star Wars, James Franco and Seth Rogen create an enemy in Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Got the like meltdown with that, where didn't like, the internet go down there and they were like, this is like... Yeah, yeah. Koreans, and then they were like, look, there's terrorist threats here. Like, <laughs> was there ever like an issue or do you, was it just a marketing campaign? I don't actually think I've seen the whole film. I've seen like the first like forty minutes, and I was like, I thought this was going to be funnier than. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think if people are honest about some of their stuff, I think they are probably. You get that feeling, don't you? It diminished it for me when I slowly realised that these aren't actually characters with James Franco. Like he is actually just a weird guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said on a previous podcast why him is like a guilty pleasure of mine because it is panned by just about like every critic. <laughs> but I really liked it when I watched it. <laughs> I think it came out like just after Christmas. So yeah. I've probably had a bit of cheer about me still. But I watched it back and I liked it as well. Yeah, I think he was a guy who the less you saw from him, the yeah. the more yeah. you liked him, the more... Not, not liked, but as it came out, you were like, yeah, this isn't quite... I kind of always thought he was in on the joke, whereas maybe he is actually just yeah. the joke. Well, we got kind of a glimpse behind the curtain in Hollywood because there was always the uh, kind of, oh, who did she sleep with to get the role? Yeah. And then the whole Harvey Weinstein thing was exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this does actually happen. <laughs> I think it's... I'm going to be slandering someone's name if I've got the wrong name here. I'm going to say Gwyneth Paltrow, who has like openly admitted to sleeping with a movie executive to get her big break in Hollywood. Hey, And then play. she's essentially said, look, I mean, it paid off for me in the end. It worked out, didn't <laughs> it? It worked out. But I imagine that wasn't someone as grim as like Harvey Weinstein. I was going to say, what if she was actually sexually attracted to? Then what's wrong with that? Well, that way it's a win-win. The, the job just happened. He just happened to be an executive, and she happened to get a role off the back of it. Yeah, like it's it, it's like in um, adult films, I'll say to make it a bit more PG for the podcast for the first time. Yeah, maybe late. This it's it's never like the proper ugly plumber that is like fixing for free or the it horrendous teacher that's like, if you want this, a it should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> It should be more of a, a right. Realism. What are you willing to do to get these grades then? 
she doesn't shave for 12 months and then you're like, what are you going to do with this biggest thing in the film is of course big man's back we've had uh, the rise of streaming services which yeah. when you think about what it was I, I don't, I'm not even sure Netflix was an established thing in 2010 or at least had an up and down because it was bought out by someone like in between well yeah because Blockbuster was still a thing at the start of the decade as you well know exactly I was still in employment yeah, there's yeah. a whole um, South Park episode where they recreate The Shining but the like house that he's kind of tucked away in is a Blockbuster <laughs> because Randy thinks that he's got like the deal of the century with buying a Blockbuster and then realises nobody goes to Blockbusters <laughs> anymore <laughs> Because right, they had the thing, didn't they? To the chance to buy Netflix, didn't take, didn't take it, and went downhill. If you'd said it started, I, lo- I love things like that. Yeah, yeah, little like near misses are great, aren't they? If you'd said like DVDs would be redundant mm. at the end of the decade, people would probably would have laughed at you. Yeah, and I, I'm shortening this massively, but I don't have it on like one of the films of the decade. But the founder, I loved, and I think part of it was because of the story. And I can't think of the guy's uh, name who. It's the main character. I was going to say Woody Harrelson, but I'm not sure it is. I think I get it mixed up with someone. But like the story of McDonald's, where essentially it was just a little family-run business where they were the first ones doing their like stations, yeah. where you have someone doing the burgers, pass it on, someone's doing the buns yeah. or whatever. And he wanted to like franchise it and keep going and keep going. They basically sold it to all these like rich people in like California. You franchise a restaurant, you do this, you do that. And then the second they uh, tried to get rid of him, he bought out all the land from underneath them, so he became their landlord. And that's why the whole thing is McDonald's, where they own more land than the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the story of it and like how like smarmy he is, <laughs> but at the same time, you know where you get in a film like that where you, you hate the person, but you kind of admire them at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's like that where the story is at the end, he, and this is true as well, he basically says to them, like, they make a deal where he says, look, I'll give you however much back of this. You agree. I'm going to be having the McDonald's. Yeah. And they signed for a portion of it. They were too trustworthy. And I, I don't know how, whether you have it as being trustworthy or an idiot when it comes to the end. They didn't ever actually sign in writing for them to get a percentage of the earnings from the McDonald's. So, like, the McDonald's family going on now they aren't making money from the McDonald's because they just trusted him saying, look, you can have 30% of the earnings or whatever. We'll do it this way. And they just shook hands. And that was, they were like, okay, well, that'll sort it out. And that's how like the film ends with him just kind of walking away. Like scumbag. Yeah. (laughs) But you know where a film like that, where it's based on the true story and you showed, they show like the faces after with a little text. What they're doing. This happened. Yeah. Yeah. And they say like, yeah, they didn't earn another penny other than what they actually like worked. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, so it is dreadful, but they probably should have wised up at some point. Shouldn't have been so naive, <laughs> yeah. So that is the kind of headlines. Marvel coming in, streaming services, Kim Jong-un. Biggest box office hits of the decade, and you'll see a theme here. Number one, Avengers Endgame. Two, Star Wars Force Awakens. Three, Infinity War. Four, Jurassic World. Five, The Lion King. The The new Lion King did absolutely zero for me. I really didn't understand if you're going to do some CGI, why are you going like, we're making it look more realistic, but the mouths aren't moving 
it is just like just a lion just doing a normal thing with no emotion to it. I didn't watch it. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah, I never watched it. I just just seen I enough clips. yeah, I didn't really get don't really get the vibe. It freaks me out. My PlayStation keeps randomly turning on and off. It could be a ghost in there. That, there's to get a ghost in there. <laughs> he wanted to make it a free man pod. If he does that again, we'll uh, pull a plug out. I think the big man will be back in a set. Anyway, best movies of the decade then. So, as I said to you before we started, feel free to mm. cut me off at any point if I am just... See, si, senor. Like doing a register at school, just reading uh, out the names. But any film I say, if we've got anything to chip in, whether you've seen it, whether you hated it, didn't hate it, or another one's chuck in from the mix, but I'll admit I'll be impressed if you can reel off just suddenly what year the film was out in. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I can say, do that, I'm so You got to 2010 and you didn't pick up on... <laughs> I've looked at kind of various people's like top 100 of the year, so if I've missed one, then it probably wasn't a top film in a decade. It is a shite <laughs> film. So 2010, Kick-Ass, which is one I think you didn't enjoy. Oh, no, I hated it. Yeah, I was not a fan. I I I really liked it, and there two or three of them. I liked however many there were, so that's not a great sign for me. But I was going to say I know there's two. I don't know if there's a film. I watched there. the first one, which is isn't a story for the pod because it won't mean much to anyone. Yeah, but the people I went with for this was a whole like story in itself. <laughs> But the the second one I watched with Sean and no, I did it. I did enjoy it. There was the people who were getting caught up with not knowing how old um, Chloe Moretz was at the time and tripping themselves up. Look, at that point in the decade, you could get away with that. Is it the latter half of the decade you couldn't? You you kind of got away with it if they were famous because like if there were rules, they didn't apply to Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone was exactly. in on that. But I did see it the other day and. Look, we we don't get too serious on here, but someone shared pictures basically saying, "Be like she's eighteen now," and it's like a picture of her, you know, where birds wear like the bikini, of like the like see through kind of like I don't know what it is, like the kind of like a shawl over the yeah, top yeah. when they're by the pool. So a picture of that, it was like a picture of her with just like a standard like tank top on or whatever, and this bloke was like salivating over it, and people are like, "This this is weird because like." You obviously like thought this already, and then like a day has passed with her being eighteen. Yellow. Well, it's okay now. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, you got plausible deniability, doesn't he? So we'll just say no, no, never liked her before that. <laughs> Today, really like her. Do you, Do you mind letting the the cat big man in? I don't want to disrupt our charging, or it could be a whole whole another uh, longer pod. Other one. Um... Come on, then. unfiltered so the social network which i actually haven't seen but goes down is apparently being one of the uh films of the decade um jesse eisenberg isn't it yeah have you seen it uh, i think i did watch it actually was uh, it good i think i saw one review and was like was no, you're not gonna get this time back no so. <laughs> no it's one of those where i think even going to see at the time i remember thinking Something to watch because it's a bit of like a cultural film, but not something that's particularly uh, tickling my gooch. Yeah. Insidious came out in 2010. Shit, Makes 2010. me feel quite old because I remember seeing that at the yeah. cinema. This was one where 
I remember seeing the reviews where people are like, people have shut themselves in the cinema because yeah. they got so scared by this. And for someone who's not, who's kind of like in between, I'm not great with horror films. I'm not as bad as Sean, who would just say like every horror film looks terrible, so he's not going to watch. So he doesn't it. have to go. Times and he was on it before, who uh, turned away from the screen during a trailer for uh, Alien, which <laughs> I'll never, I'll never get over. <laughs> Alex, was... who cried during Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I don't know how I spared him there. I gave you the best alley-oops that's since, like, since LeBron and Wade. That's like the six degrees rule, Alex, crying at Paranormal Activity. <laughs> You're never far away from that being brought up. I like that we had the equivalent of, what was it, Pep having to come out this week. Was it him who, or was it? Figo to come out tonight, they had a romantic relationship. <laughs> we were just roommates, we were just roommates. It was just one time. That's literally a case of, when you deny something, someone suspects it more, because I had no idea this had even been no. talked about. And the article makes out like this was a common, yeah. like, urban <laughs> myth that, oh, I'm glad he's come out and dispelled it. <laughs> the podcast where... We broke Alex enough that he felt the need to have to explain the entire story from start to finish. Just like he got his little book, like I'm setting the record straight here. <laughs> like, like how he got to the cinema was going to affect whether people believed he cried on a horror film. <laughs> oh, that, Jamie's Italian still haven't given us that sponsorship money that we're, that we're waiting for. Um, what I've said before, I've not seen Inception 2010. Yeah, I I actually strangely saw this the other day that that was 2010 and that blew my mind. Yeah. Shutter Island 2010 as well. That's big year for Leo that year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll come on to actors, but that is a that is a big fucking year. Yeah. Two great films. Speaking of James. Two films that unfortunately enough people that are probably pretentious arseholes also like that may have <laughs> ruined two great films. I'm glad I didn't see Shatter Island during the hype, like I'm, I was watched it a couple of months back because I messaged you after. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it a lot more having no no real clue what it's about. Yeah, I was the same having watched it at the time where before it had really taken off like that. I saw it because otherwise you kind of get told, "Wait for the twist, wait for the twist," and then it's yeah. well, I'm now just on edge for the whole That's film. That's what I was about to say. Treating it for what it is. There's an episode of the IT crowd where. Roy's waiting to watch a film and someone phones and he says, oh, the twist at the end of this. And he's like, well, no, I know there's a twist. What do you mean now you know there's a twist? It doesn't like ruin anything. And he's like, well, no, because now everything that happens, I'm waiting. Like, is that the twist? Is that the twist? And that is literally if I'd known, if someone had said that to me before. So I definitely would have heard it, but not put two and two together yeah. for that. And I definitely would have been thinking the same thing. you start reading thing. into things, analysing things in a way that you wouldn't if you were just watching a film, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, speaking of James Franco, 127 hours. Thoughts on that? It's one uh, where he's stuck between his arm in the rock. Shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought that was longer ago than that as well. Uh, 2010. I thought it was quite a bit longer ago. Yeah. I, I remember that was one of those that people talked about a lot as well, where they said, have you seen this with the, with the guy in there? Like, it was, Trying to think of an equivalent. I oh, was it the, with the film. The bit that squirmed me out was um, where he's cutting through the nerves and the camera jolts. That was it. Was like everyone's kind of like pinched the nerve, or he's kind of like knocking your elbow at like a hundred miles an hour, 
like the equivalent of what that, that must that, be like. That was it, wasn't it? Everyone would talk about him sawing the arm and that, and then they would ask you a question like, would you do that? And he's like, come on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alex got asked that question, actually, and did a proper sort of like hero speech of what he would have done to make sure he survives. So, look, it's just human survival, isn't it? We've seen the fallout just from him. It's in his arm. There's no way he's sawing through it. Yeah, exactly. Toy Story 3. He would have expected the NHS to fucking put it back on for him as well. <laughs> for free. Not a lot of those people he voted for one. It's still like, they should have locked up everyone that cried at Toy Story 3. Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you crying at a kid's film? People really... Now, here's a confession for you. I've only seen a bit of Toy Story 3. I actually haven't seen it all the way. And people obviously went on about how they cried at the end. And I'm, well, it, I never got there anyway. So It was it was all right. And uh, heartless people like you said it's not worth crying for. One and two were better. What? The whole thing is like, it's it's a happy ending. So why are people crying? What? And then they did another Toy Story anyway. Yeah, that's, for me, that's, that's kind of ruined. The, like, a, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Where you had your three I and stopped, then that was enough. I stopped after two. But I like the third one. It's kind of me and Rory were saying about last week where we were saying that if you take Masvidal's win over Askren at the time, it looks a lot better than when you play it out and then see he loses his next fight. And it's like, if Till had lost to Gastelum, then his fighter of the year candidacy looks a lot different when you see what the two guys have done after. That is true. Him. And Toy Story 3, for me, even having not seen 4, loses a lot of the sparkle around it when there's another one after because it's not a big happy ending and all this. No, that is true. That is, well, a little bit like, and that may be in the extreme, but Prison Break, <laughs> what they've done yeah. repeatedly to us, where you just think, this is the end. No, no, this is the end. Ugh. Die Hard, where they brought it back with Bruce Willis having his like illegitimate son that's also <laughs> a secret agent. I mean, Bruce was old in four, so you didn't need another no. one after that. Uh Black Swan, 2010. Everyone think knows it for Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. This is sensational. Actually, I won't go into detail because it just won't really mean much to anyone. But Alex made a comment after that film. It's maybe the most creeped out I've ever been by a person <laughs> at like ever. <laughs> I'm going. I'll, I'll, I'll say actually, but I don't know if it'll mean much to anyone. But it must have been like 2010. Talking about that as young teenage boys going to do with yeah. when you have that. And he had this big grin on his face and he was like, I promise you, if that ever happens again, we will be there. We will be there. <laughs> what do you mean you're going to be there? <laughs> First off, I don't know. Secondly, <laughs> I'll never lose sight of that smirk. Oh my God. Because he was in the back of the car, and so I was looking at it through like the mirror, the front of the car, and it was like late at night to make it even worse. So I'm just catching like he's got like a shadow of a part of his face, and he said it like with such certainty. Like for one of them, I don't know why that's happening again. <laughs> How is he gonna know? He's got the spidey sense just going off. Right, Luke, we gotta be there. <laughs> he's gonna worm his way in. <laughs> We got the book of Eli, which you've mentioned it before. I've not seen. You have seen. Yeah. Recommended it. Um, have you had that sport for you yet? No. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because if you do have a sport for you, there is a <laughs> significant spoiler that would ruin the whole film. I've seen countless people get. 
I saw the Pacific on an IMDb list. I don't know if that's classed as a movie or TV. I've not seen either one. No, Sean loves it, but I'm, yeah, I'm not really. A I was about to guy. say I've heard someone talking that up, and yeah, I've not seen like... Thunder Brothers either. If anyone wants to shoot me down for that as well, that buried is one I was surprised to see on the list. I'd forgotten about. I don't know if you'll have seen this. Um, mm. You know, you get films where. There was you get one of these every few years where it's like one continuous shot, and kind of like what they did with Saw, the first one, where the majority of the film is in one room and it's just what happens in this room yeah. is essentially yeah, buried. Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds. He wakes up and he's buried in the ground. He's in um, it's gonna be a long film. This. He's in a coffin. He's got his mobile phone there. And he's got a couple other things, like he's got some matches or whatever. And the whole film is, first of all, like he doesn't know why he's in there. And it's him slowly figuring out, is anyone going to be able to save him? Is he going to be able Jeez. to do what? But it's like... Palms are a bit sweaty thinking about it's this. It's like an hour and like 28 long. But it's one of them just like quite like intense. And then because it's only him, you like get attached to the character like really quickly it's quite a bit of acting he's going to have to be doing there this I didn't know he had it in him but it is really good yeah yeah like it's one of them where you will either love it or hate it I think it's one where if you had it on in the background or something like you weren't paying attention to it then you wouldn't really think much of it because you wouldn't get like nothing's going on into the film like you know some films you can like you can watch a James Bond film in the background yeah you couldn't watch Paranormal Activity 1 (laughs) <laughs> or play a football manager with the lights on because it, no. it wouldn't work. No. Uh, 2011 then, so... Bridesmaids? Sin? I assume you've... I haven't. I haven't seen Bridesmaids. When I don't, without... don't be put off by, at the time, every quote being made into a Facebook group. That was, yeah, essentially it, my it, issue. It is very good, and... For it to have the ratings it has, where it's, I'm pretty sure it's over two hours long for a comedy, especially like. It does break a general rule like that. A girl's comedy, but it's kind of like funny on both sides. The problem so. was, it wasn't that long after The Hangover, is it? And when I see women essentially yeah. trying to do The Hangover, I don't know if that's going to be the it, same it, thing it, without it, being yeah, that good. No, it is very good. It's not like. And I'm trying to think of the actors in it, but. There isn't anyone like that. She may be in a film for all I know, so I could be kind of shooting myself. But you get a lot of these like female actors now, like the like Amy Schumer, where half of her being funny is just I'm fat. That is like ninety percent of it. Yeah, and the rest yeah, yeah, is yeah. this is like well, like you said, it's kind of it would work either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole always the bridesmaids, never the bride is like the long running thing. But no, it is very good. I've not given it quite the big sell there. But. On that note, do you remember with that Bad Mums film where they essentially tried to make Mila Kunis like a, a, a laughable, unattractive like mum? Like, this isn't really accurate, is it? And She's quite, quite decent. Shout out uh, Langston. We both realised uh, during the film that the bloke she goes for looks like a big Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> and we could not get past it then for the entire film. And I don't know what you thought of the first one, but like, I thought it was decent enough. Mm. 
the second one is a shambles. Is it? I haven't bad, seen bad the second. Bad Mum's Christmas it is. It oh, is. no, that's, that reminds me of why I haven't seen it. Yeah, I did see the trailer and I thought, no, don't think so. We watched it in the cinema and um, Keenan went for a cigarette break halfway <laughs> through the film. <laughs> and then came back, like, chatting, like, he'd seen something more interesting whilst going for a cigarette. <laughs> um, Drive, that's, if you haven't seen, that's definitely one to watch. Soundtrack's great, and it's Ryan Gosling. This He had a couple of years where he was the guy. Ryan he was, Gosling. yeah. That's a great film as well, in terms of he, considering he does a lot of acting in it, he doesn't really talk <laughs> a whole lot. So they, that's kind of the point of the, the character and stuff, I know. So they obviously thought this went well, and this wasn't this year. I'm, I think it was, it's almost certainly Sean I went to watch it with. So we did a film a couple of years later called Only God Forgives, and you saw the trailer where he basically says, like, you want to fight to someone, and you see him having these little scrappy scenes, you see a, a bit of like, hype around it. And I remember we were having a McDonald's just before we went in, and I like seeing the little IMDb trivia, and we usually check to see if there's anything post-scene, post-credit or whatever. And it says something like, uh, Ryan Gosling only says 27 words the entire film, and the rest of it's in Japanese. And we're like... <laughs> and You're like, in for a long and evening, the review yeah. was like an artistic masterpiece. And it was one of them where you'll have like a shot down a hallway and right at the point where it's like awkwardly long, it has an extra like three seconds on the end of oh. it. Which I, don't, I never know how long three seconds feels until I met us in the podcast and I'm trying to like get like a chunk to sort yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's actually a really long time, especially yeah. if it's like silence. Mm. So no, that was proper bad. Drive good, only God forgives, not good. We need to talk about Kevin came out the same year. Um, I thought of that because I tried watching the film to make up for not reading the book for English. <laughs> and there's a weird scene where it was all building up to him being a school shooter. I'm not spoiling that is literally the film. Um, and his mum walks in while he's having a tug and he like maintains eye contact That's... and like carries on. And the kid is proper like dislikable from the start, as he should be for the role. But Nails it. Um, you have Warrior, which looks worse when I look back at it now. At the time, I thought it was good, but I will admit I haven't seen no, it since. You wouldn't hear a bad word about it, but it's just kind of the the more you know about MMA, it's like Rocky on steroids because he literally has no experience, goes into the world championships, all the best fighters in the world, gets to the final, taps out like yeah, a Muay Thai yeah. guy, and then lets his brother cry on him and then breaks his arm and that's like <laughs> some proper emotional... I think even um, even then, I think the MMA world probably wasn't respected as much as it deserved to be because no. you could you could have things like, like we'll throw Kimbo Slice into a fight or whatever. James Tony. Yeah, and think they're going to do something when as soon as they came up against a skilled martial artist, they got found out. I know um, Tom Hardy kind of gets all the props for that film. Well, that's mm-hmm. where he kind of you realise his role is being a grumpy guy that grunts at the camera and then <laughs> anything else is a bonus. Joel Edgerton, who plays the guy who is his brother, yeah, he, when you look at his kind of uh, filmography, mm. has been in some bangers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he look I don't know if he is, but he looks like he's quite picky with what he does. Like, if you go, like, you could easily just kind of sit and go through his films. Same year you had 
Moneyball, which I've not seen because I've got the book, which I keep meaning to listen to. <clears throat> Brad Dobbin with the yep. chastises if we didn't have it in there. Uh, the Raid, which is one of my favourite cinema experiences ever. Back when, uh, well, I still have the card now, but there was more of us. And you just kind of watched anything that was on in like some holidays. And just saw that it was a cool, edgy, like beat em up kind of film. Yeah. But it was like unreal, came out like a sleeper. You get that feeling when you leave the cinema sometimes where you're kind of like, that is one that I'm going to look back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which I included because I think Mission Impossible gets that Fast and Furious feel. People are like, Jesus, how many Mission Impossibles do you need? For sure. But if you actually sit and watch all the Mission Impossibles, like you won't find like a bad one. They have managed to keep up. I watched the most recent one um, with Joe whenever it came out, and it was like three hours long, but it didn't feel like it, and it was like proper. That good. music will always get you pumped as yeah. well. Well, I said I was rushing. I was meant to be watching Mission Impossible three on the. Liverpool West Ham FA Cup final. Yeah. So I think I missed some of it. I think I came out and they were 3 0 up. Shit. So maybe I was the. <laughs> I'm to blame. 2012. Now, this was a banger of a year for, Here we go. for films. So this is in no particular order. So, I mean, it would be impressive then. So we start <laughs> off Django Unchained. Great yes, film. that really is. If it came out now, you'd have so many like, white people. Is this not racist against white people on this film? <laughs> so, first three. Django Unchained, Dark Knight Rises. Jeez. Which yeah. I say is better than um, The Dark Knight. I think Jimmy says the same, which he got some flack for. Skyfall, Silver Linings Playbook. Great film if you want a bit of a chick flick for you. <laughs> um, it's Jennifer Lawrence and um, Bradley Cooper. Great guy, Bradley Cooper. Well, he had a good decade as well. Not a huge fan of some of the stuff he's been in, but they were big. Him uh, bumping into um, a girl I used to work with at Glastonbury in one of their, like, over there, what they have, like, 2am, where they're, like, still going or whatever, but they have everything set up through the night. Yeah. And kind of, like, acknowledging each other and him kind of, like, he wasn't taking pictures and he kind of gave, like, an appreciative, like, thank you for not alerting everyone To my presence, yeah. But she was working... um, security as well there to do the like charity work and saw him there said he's like a proper like nice bloke oh well that's which good which I can imagine he would be but I like it when you do get that like confirmed although it does play a very good arsehole as we saw in um... Wedding Crashes yeah 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 because well, I saw that after seeing him as a nice guy and everything yeah it's probably for the best otherwise <laughs> you may never see it uh, The Hobbit which Alex hates decent enough film when when you slot into the rest of 2012, Project X, my favourite cinema experience ever. That was great. Came out just before I was 18, Girl with Sean, and we used to do the pay for a different film, sneak in something else. And at Cheltenham, it wasn't like the old cinema at Gloucester where you essentially got past the security and they didn't care. Like You went yeah. to the toilet at the back. With Cheltenham, it was like the first screen on the right. And Sean, for a start, wasn't a team player, which... I can see his side, but look, you got to help a brother out. He insisted, no, I'm not buying a ticket for someone else. I'm buying it for Project X and I'll see you in there. Okay. Went in 
and then had kind of a standoff with the security because they've seen me and Sean together the whole time. He hasn't even been like courteous enough to hang back and go in after. Like he's insisted in going up with me. <laughs> so he's gone in and then I've gone for my ticket and then I thought, all right, I'll go to the toilet, come out, dash it in. And it would just seem there was nobody else in the cinema at this point. And so the person was kind of leaning with their back, just looking back at me, loitering around, just pretending to text on my phone. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Eventually they've done like a changeover. I've dashed it in and it must've been helping someone get to their seat or whatever, because, uh, it came with a torch and I was like, I've been rumbled. They know he's not supposed to be in here. Fortunately, I made it. And that was one of them where the soundtrack literally just makes the film. That is a great film. And you came out like wanting to go on a night out, which I didn't even know what a night out was because I wasn't 18. You I was just still pumped. just hyped. I had the same thing with uh, 21 and Over, which was a slept on film with the boy Miles Teller and Jeff Chang. Okay. If you've not seen it, it's on Netflix. Good yeah. little hour and a half. Um, Looper, which is a good film for anyone that hasn't seen it. Bruce Willis and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Another one who's had a good decade, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, if you can sit through three hours to get to Bin Laden being killed. <laughs> the Avengers, as we've said. Ted, which managed to live up to its billing, which is hard for a comedy these days when you and, go for the big selling. And I was, I, I will freely admit, going into that, I thought this is going to be awful. They're going to sell it as Seth MacFarlane's thing, yeah. an animated toy, and it's going to be embarrassingly bad. But oh, it was hilarious. Because having seen his film after, which was like 50 Ways to Die in the West, no, just couldn't live up to it. <laughs> he should have stuck with Ted. <laughs> Chronicle, which was a great film, part of uh, mine and Sean's uh, triple header at the cinema. Uh, Lawless slept on film. That twenty twelve great bang. film. That had that gave me that feeling when you leave that the is, cinema. When we came out of there, yeah. we were thinking we could take on the world at that point. I think that was an early trip to Nando's as well to really make that. What an evening! You knew it was a big trip to the cinema when you went for a Nando's yeah, first. special. Cabin in the Woods, which I watched with Alex Jones, and he screamed at the ending. He stood <laughs> up and went, what? <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man. Still say uh, Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. And this is 40, which wouldn't be my best film in a decade, but I don't know if you've seen it. It's a spin-off where they take um, Paul Rudd, and I feel bad for forgetting the woman's name, but you know, like, his partner from Knocked Up, if you've seen Knocked yeah, Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's, like, weirdly fit when she's, like, it's hard to explain. Like, she's not bad looking, but she has that allure. <laughs> but it's basically like a spin-off with her family and approaching, like, a... a spin-off of a spin-off. They basically, t- they kind of freeze out the family from Knocked Up and they continue it with this family. Okay. Going through, like, a midlife crisis. And there's a scene where Megan Fox made a weird comeback like in a fitting room and it's her like <laughs> looking at her as like 20 years younger like oh I wish that was me but it's, it's good but that's another comedy that's I feel like I'm rambling here I feel like if Megan Fox could turn back time she would <laughs> yeah. but you know the comedies where they, they've got like woke to people saying we know the structure here 
start off funny, you have some kind of like emotional crisis, you turn around, big finale. Resolution to it, yeah. And then they tried having like some like deep thought in comedies where they had like a like a deeper moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Movies and Everything, the Shea Serrano book, which I've touted on here, I think, they say that the, the sign of like a comedy, a good, like a real great comedy, is when that can be seamless. Like it doesn't seem like when you watched a film, you'd be happy to turn it off at this point. Like, look, I've seen all I need to see. Yeah, yeah. Because even with the finale, it's not saving it. And that is one where it gets kind of like they break up and it's like, didn't need I didn't need <laughs> to get like deep watching a comedy or whatever. Keep it light. Exactly. Under twenty thirteen then, as you can see, this is why I said you can interject if you want there's a lot of films. We have got a lot. It's twenty thirteen carrying on from that big twenty twelve, you've got Wolf of Wall Street. That is a big film. Yep. Like, again, a lot of people jumped on the bar and said how much they love that, but that is yeah. A top, top film. I watched it again a couple of months back and still... It, I like, was genuinely like, hyped watching it. I was yeah, like, yeah. that, like, bits where I'll be doing, like, I'm not fucking leaving us now. I was like, yeah, fucking come on. And people got like uh, gassed by Jordan Belfort after where he was doing some like speeches around wherever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is what I mean. This, you, you don't need to stay at school. You can come out and he's proof. Yeah. If you wanted to. <laughs> Same year you had Prisoners. Really great film. Uh, now You See Me, slept on Gravity. I quite enjoyed that, yeah. What, Now You See Me? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. It was a... Second one's not as good, but the first one I did really like. I heard the second one wasn't good. I didn't see it. We saw it. It doesn't at... have Isla Fisher in it, does it, the second one? No. So I'm automatically less inclined to watch anyway. Mental that people think there's a debate with her and Amy Adams. There is no debate. It, there shouldn't be a debate. That is... They're basically just both redheads. Team Ginger is taking a hit there. Yeah, Team Ginger's trying to be split down the middle, but look, Isla Fisher's winning that every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. You have that these days, and there was someone saying, why'd you have to pit women against each other? Why'd you have to pit redheads against each other? Why can't we thrive together? (laughs) Gravity, which is one where it was like made for IMAX 3D, where it's essentially George Clooney and Sandra Bullock in space. And that's really Fuck all there it. is to it. It's just cool seeing like all the space stuff, but the film really you didn't need Lacking to see. Lacking a bit of legs. Yeah. Captain Phillips, another good film. Give us the good meme of uh, I'm the captain now. <laughs> American Hustle, which is one where you've got a blockbuster cast there and it does a good job. Jennifer Lawrence, where she started like realising she was fit. Yeah, sad when that happens. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ben Stiller, my guy. Good little film, that is. I feel like a lot of people are Walter Mitty. <laughs> I feel like a, a lot of people have things going on in their head that aren't, <laughs> aren't there at all. World War Z, we watched that at the cinema together. The film isn't as good as the little spin-off they did in South Park with um, Cartman as Brad Pitt. <laughs> and he sings that Michael Bublé song. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful yeah. day. And yeah. I've got the little clip in my uh, YouTube thing and I must watch it every so often. Diggs, when I first saw that, I got proper stuck in my yeah. head with his like little voice as well. <laughs> yeah. It was killing me. Because he's going, i got a beautiful wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> Same year you had, I said about Buried with Ryan Reynolds and how that was good. Me and Kieran watched a film called Lock, 
at the cinema and it was Tom Hardy and it had two continuous shots the whole way and there was one he's basically just driving and it's each time he answers the phone there's basically some other like issue he has in his life and one shot is from the back of the car where you just see in the back of his head and the road in front the other shot is from the front facing oh right and it's like an hour and 40 minutes of him with this terrible terrible accent it's like a cross between what he does uh, in Legend, the Cray Twins film, yeah. and his Bronson voice. Oh, it's like gosh. somewhere between that. Yeah, it's, that sound it's, good. it's so bad, but it's one of them where people are like, oh, what a film. It's the People just don't get this if they don't appreciate okay. this film. Gangster Squad, same year. Mm-hmm great film ryan gosling was still living his best life then uh the conjuring which i've not seen i, I said i'm okay with horror films i heard enough about that to say <laughs> you don't not want that you. you don't want that work pacific rim same year alex bloody loved that robots fighting with aliens that's a bit of him <laughs> yeah. isn't it uh great gatsby mm. good film another good one for leo this is the end where we said about like Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, cram them all in a film. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> see how it goes. On to 2014. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Raid 2, American Sniper, which was good. Not quite what hyped up to be, you no. said? No, it was, it was entertaining. It's, I'm not going to rewatch it. Nightcrawler, great film. We got a great little run in. Nightcrawler, Gone Girl. Oof. Contention for film of a decade for me. Gone Girl and Nightcrawler. The Equalizer. I like a self-aware film like that where it's like, look, we're going to cast... Um, lost my trailer thought here. Denzel Washington. We're going to make him a badass and we're going to have an hour and 45 minutes of him just killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. It's It's... I actually preferred this to John Wick and took some stick when I said this. I can't stand John Wick, so... Oh, well, I'll be alright. I liked... I thought John Wick was alright, but I preferred uh, The Equalizer. They came out the same year, actually. But no, this was... A, a film that knows what it is. Fast and Furious knows what it is. Yeah. It doesn't try and mix it up. It knows what it is. The Equalizer was exactly that. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I really like that series of films. Never saw them, which I kind of regret because are, I think they're like they're like split, spread apart. Where like the new, like the two last ones are on Netflix, I think, but like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes isn't on there. But yeah, it, no, it is really good. It goes back to um, seeing Tom Felt and Draco Malfoy being an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and like he plays it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad Neighbors. Compare the first to the second in first a lot better. Uh, so Zac Efron was trying to be like, I'm not the guy from High School Musical anymore. Stop. Desperately <laughs> trying to break away from it. His to transition, the point where he has to become Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> well, his transition was easier than all the Disney girls who just did Spring Breakers. And yeah. flaunted around with a gun and a bikini for... <laughs> That's actually one of my... This, let me finish here. One of my favourite scenes in films of the decade is um, <laughs> they've got... Selena Gomez is left at this point. She couldn't take the heat. <laughs> and they've left, and I forgot their names. You've got um, Vanessa Hudgens. Couldn't tell you the other names. 
and they're around James Franco, who has got a grill, all these tattoos, <laughs> and he's singing every time by Britney Spears on the piano, like badly. <laughs> it's it's a cool scene. Before he goes in, shoots up Gucci Mane, who's <laughs> the villain of the film. That is prime James <laughs> Franco, that. 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. Now, I saw a poll where this was the film of the decade. Oh, you're not convincing me. I didn't leave the cinema thinking like that was that was Great. the one. I haven't watched it back, but I can't imagine it's going to be much better for me the second time around. It was good. It wasn't phenomenal. That was Tom Hardy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Another film where he just grunts. Again, it's. <laughs> I do think people are inclined to say how good a film is because yeah, Tom Hardy's yeah, yeah. in it, aren't they? Because I didn't like um, Legend either. Like, no? no, I didn't like Bronson either. Well, Bronson, okay. Bronson, I was watching like, what the hell am I watching here? I quite enjoyed Legend. I did think that was quite a good film, but I don't think there's too far wrong. You can go with that. I think well, I hate it. I hate worse. it when you have a narrator and it turns out they've been dead. It's like, so why are you narrating the film? Good point. Yeah, <laughs> I've said it before, but it still breaks me to this day that I saw a mutual friend of ours put on his Facebook status of the. Um, I can't believe Tom Hardy's going to play one of the Cray twins. <laughs> so he's going to play one of them, is he? He's playing the other one. What else we have that year? We had uh, The Big Short, which is a good little film. Mm. Uh, Sicario, which I enjoyed, but my feeling on it was just as it was ready to peak, it ended. Hmm. So I didn't like feel the same as everyone else did. Uh, Creed, which good for what it was it <laughs> very much had to treat it for what yeah. it isn't it? if rocky on acid isn't it it was the same it came out the same year as southpaw which i preferred yeah again both are just what the problem is any sort of combat film yeah. has to be outlandish doesn't it and therefore yeah i prefer um jake gyllenhaal and friend of the pod yep and i prefer rachel mcadams so Two for two. Shame what happens to her in that, though. Yep. Bloody shame. Kingsman, first film that actually kind of succeeded with doing the we're going to redo James Bond. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I thought it was really good, actually. Um, Stanford Prison Experiment, one I think a lot of people have stumbled across on Netflix and ended up... It's based on a true story, the one where they basically advertise to people and they say... We're randomly going to select half of you. You're going to be prisoners. Half of you are going to be the guards. And they'd watch it play out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see the guards like the power. It goes to the res, doesn't it? Yeah. What was it called again? The Stanford Prison Experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember watching that. You've got Ex Machina, which I think I spoke to you about before. Black Mass. Which I've definitely spoken about before. Loved mm. that film. The Man from Uncle, which I really liked, and I went in really thinking I wasn't going to because I don't typically like Guy Ritchie films. No. The most recent King Arthur being a prime example of why <laughs> that is garbage. Ant Man, where you realise like Marvel really can do anything here. <laughs> <laughs> they can squeeze anything. I liked out. it because I, I really liked it as well. It's like they they've just got a, they've got the formula. Like what is Ant Man? So what is what's his crack? I'm showing sure my ignorance here. I know 
he's and I'm, if I'm going to look at it again, the backstory wrong here. Basically, he's a criminal at the time, and I don't know how it comes that he gets this technology. I don't know if it's that because he was like a thief or whatever, essentially gets this technology from a scientist where he can become an ant. Like, he gets as small as an ant, and so he is Ant-Man. That is a strange <laughs> he, sort of power Basically, down, he really. can go just proper small, and he can sneak in, and then he can kind of go back up and rob places and of all Of all the things, though. Yeah. It was Marvel, though, in the 70s. They were... <laughs> struggling for ideas. Dishing out comics like... Uh, Look, they had Aquaman, so yeah. you can do anything. Christ, that, that was DC, and that is dreadful. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the saving grace being Amber Heard in there, who I've said my thoughts on there before. Good as she is, you don't want that work. Ruin your life. The gift, which I've spoken to you about off the podcast before, that's Joel Edgerton, actually. Yeah. Good little twist on there. Ruined. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 25th, 2015. You had your chance. Yep. The night before. Spectre and Everest, which is a really great film, if anyone hasn't seen that, made me for a second forget that I hate to do my Duke of Edinburgh bronze, so Everest <laughs> isn't going to be for me. <laughs> I just like seeing like... You started thinking, you know what, I could do that. I had to work beautifully in my head with the views, with wow. Everest. But yeah, I'll, I'm not climbing up there. <laughs> I'll stick to distance. Especially all these people that have like died doing it now. It's yeah, they have the like bodies are up there, and they they have the thing nowadays where people are taking selfies with the bodies that are up near the top because they are just frozen up there and they're so far like away that you can't get them. You can't send like helicopters up there because this might not be the right term. The air's yeah. too thin for them to yeah, be able to yeah. kind of propel properly. So yeah, they had this thing recently where tourists were taking selfies with uh, the bodies of what they suspect is the that's, kind of trip that goes wrong in this film. That's grim. That's very Logan Paul. In the film, actually, they show uh, like frostbite, and I know you kind of hear what it's like, but I'd never really like seen. Oh, it would be brutal. And they it? show the pictures of the people, like the survivors after, and it's like they may have survived, but yeah. <laughs> they they paid a price for it. <laughs> Big shiz is out. 2060, but near the end, because look, I tell you, the quality of films gets less and less as we go through, because everything's just a remake or a sequel, like 20 years on. Yeah, yeah. 2016, you had Deadpool, which at the time legitimately was different before now everything is. Yeah. It's not your normal superhero film. Because I, I actually really enjoyed that, and having self-confessed not a big superhero sort of guy. I enjoyed that film for what it was, but like you said, ev- since now everything's kind of been a knockoff impression. It always of put it. me off because I ended up watching The Boys on Amazon, which I did like. But when uh, Alex described it, and it wasn't his description, it was the what they sold it with was, yeah. this is different to everyday superhero things. Well, it's not anymore because no. this is what everyone is now. It's very much the same, isn't it? Now you had Hell or High Water, which was a great film. I don't know if you came to cinema with us for don't. that remember that really great if you haven't seen it it's um, got Chris Pine in it and I'm forgetting the other guy's name but it's like a heist film with a bit not a twist but it's it's more it's a more like thoughtful heist film there's a bit okay. more like character development yeah. to it Hacksaw Ridge 
Yeah, that is a great film. Great film. War Dogs, great film. Miles Teller, The Boy. 2017, I can rush through these. Baby Driver, mm. good film. Molly's Game, really great film. Yeah. If uh, if you like playing poker, my issue with these films, and I had it around, is like, I don't really know how to play poker, so when they're showing their hand, I'll have to just take their word for it <laughs> because I don't know if this is a good hand or not. So, uh, Molly's Game, Three Billboards Outside Ever, Missouri, which is a good little film, Disaster Artist, James Franco being a weirdo, <laughs> and I, Tonya, which was uh, Margot Robbie yeah. playing, and I've forgotten Tonya Harding, I think their name is, of the kind of scandal where she doesn't make the Olympics team, so she does or doesn't hire people to take out her rival and break yeah, her legs. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a still the thing Wild now. Story. I will say the the best thing after that, and that's a great example, you know where you see kind of a film that's based on fact and then you do your little Googles after? And she basically had a bit of celebrity and maxed it and she did everything where she did reality TV, she did some pro boxing she did like everything after everything she could she knew people hated her so she's maxed it out yeah look you gotta do something with it aren't you you may as well 2018 Get Out unreal film yeah agreed Uh, Searching which I've kind of sold on it before great film Into the Spider-Verse Bandersnatch which is (laughs) okay but I wonder if that's going to kind of set a trend for other people doing it I think that you may be right. Ready Player One, which if you're not sold on kind of that type of film, there's a fight scene between King Kong and the Iron Giant, so uh. that might sell it for you. And Game Night, which sold in there before. And then 2019, Joker and Endgame. Mm. So hopefully I haven't bored anyone there running through the films. I hate to do this again. Do you mind letting it, the big man This out? bloody cat. And we'll give our films of the decade before we move on to uh, music and so on. There we go. He's out. Unfiltered pod. Do you have a film of the decade? It's tough, isn't it? Um, I'm going to realise Inception was... Inception and Shetland are both great films. They feel like right at the start of the decade. I think... I do think Wolf of Wall Street might seal it for me. I don't really like to be that guy because I feel like a lot of people would put that. But yeah. I will I will go... It is a great film. I could watch it at any point. Yeah, don't look at other people's lists because everyone has like a hipster pick you've never heard of before. Oh, God. Someone goes for the artist or something. Yeah. For me, I was thinking as I was going through and the two that kind of caught, well, two or three was Hacksaw Ridge, um, Get Out, which I loved. And I went in kind of with low expectations and Gone Girl as well. That was one where I was like, I was proper like gassed after it. Like that is is one where I think I bought the Blu-ray of it after just to kind of have it on the shelf. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think I would go I think I would go Gone Girl and I don't know if that's I'll probably see something after and think, oh that would have been it but I was trying to kind of go for a film that gave me that feeling of having when I left the cinema and yeah. that was the one 
That is a great. Who's your actor of the decade? Or actress? Not sexist. It is hard to argue with Leo, to be fair. He has got some bangers in that in that decade. Friend of the pod, Jake Gyllenhaal for me. Jake Loyal. Gyllenhaal. Loyal. <laughs> Someone will probably make a case for like, The Rock, because yeah. he's just in everything this decade. He was so... I had a segment here where it was going to be called An Ode to The Rock. And essentially, <laughs> like I said about Fast and Furious, The Equalizer, he knows he's not the best actor in the world. Yeah. But he's the highest paid actor in the world because he does what he does. Yes, true. As much as people say they don't like Fast and Furious films, they say they don't like that kind of type of action film, people obviously pay to see The Rock or he wouldn't be getting paid this much to do these films. Yeah, exactly. People want to see it, don't they? So instead, we've got an ode to an unsung hero, Jason Bateman. Yeah. twenty Since 2010, he's uh, done 84 episodes of Arrested Development, which is a nice little easy watch if you ever want something on Netflix. Uh, I was told about this, saying yeah. it's actually a, that's actually a really it's good like 23 series. 23-minute yeah. episodes. Um, yeah. It's got Michael Sarah in it as well. Yeah, I, I might have to check that out. It's all on Netflix. Ozark, which is great. Yeah. Uh, game night. Didn't really think he had something like Ozark in him either, if I'm honest. But no, when you look through his kind of um, back catalogue, he really does have like everything that like, he spans yeah. across. Yeah. Because he was doing Ozark and Arrested Development at the same time. Yeah, because I was kind of <laughs> for Ozark, kind of waiting for him to sort of turn like comedy character on it, and obviously there isn't a whole lot of well, to I, laugh about. I that. wrote him off as being a um, budget Ewan McGregor. Before I actually wow. started kind of wow. watching, I think I just mist- mis- like um, mistook him for him once, <laughs> just like in passing. Like, <laughs> fairly normal looking bloke, brown hair, and that was like that's that was it enough. I think it was around the time of the island, which even in my head then I just had to confirm that is Ewan McGregor, mm, yeah, and Scarlett Johansson, but. He's done alongside that Office Christmas Party, great mm. film. The Gift, great film. Horrible Bosses, which is could have been like a flop, but enjoyed it. Enjoyed number two as well. I once had a rash claim where I said, if I could have anyone's voice, it would be the squeaky guy from Horrible Bosses. <laughs> Don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> what was going through your head? No clue. I think it just kind of crapped me up. And I came out, I said to Sean, I was like, if I could have any voice, and I was Actually, no, no. It I just assumed that was put on at first, honestly. When I first heard it, I yeah. thought, no, that can't be. He's done this for comedy purposes He or does that. Um, it's all, always or only Sunny in Philadelphia show, which makes me good, that I've, I've never seen. But just a bit of respect for Jason Bateman. That is quite a CV, you've rattled off there. Yeah, true. And my biggest disappointment of the decade across everything, and it hurts me to say this in my heart, Adam Sandler. Now I say, if you look at his run before, I mean, his 2000 to 2010 isn't unreal. Like the 90s were really like Adam Sandler's time. Mm, yeah. But he still was squeezing out a couple of like gems. Uh-huh. But you look at since 2010 and grown-ups, I did enjoy. I don't know if that's something that 
is like wrong to say, but I enjoyed Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. Can't say the same for Jack and Jill. I didn't need to see Al Pacino and Adam Sandler. No, in, <laughs> no. in a love affair. Nobody did. That's my boy, which I know your feelings on. Uh, great pixels, great. which look I enjoyed, but I'm not rewatching it. And <laughs> Murder Mystery, which I've not seen. So they're his. People were saying that's quite good. They're his major releases since 2010. Considering it's him, he's standards out. dropped, doesn't it? He does seem with like some a, good mentions in there. He but. does seem like a great guy. Like, like as an, I feel like he is what you see. I feel like if you approached him at the wrong time, he is going to tell you where to go. Yeah, for sure. But if you caught him on a good day, he is going to have the, like a laugh for you. He'd have the time of day. Like, as if he's not Adam Sandler. Yeah, you're probably right. There's those pictures that went viral of where he was just jogging past someone's wedding and he they got him in all of their wedding photos <laughs> and he was just in like baggy top and shorts. There's all those videos going always of him playing basketball. Yeah. He'll just drop into he's a got game. A, he's got a mean jumper. He really does. Do you have a standout uh, disappointment for anything? That's not a bad shout. For for some reason, a random thought went in my mind was um, Venom. I went yeah. in with some expectation for that. I thought that was Christ, wank. yeah, yeah. Again, I, I fell agree. firmly in the category of trying to be like Deadpool, yeah. but really failed. If we carry on, on to music then, um, the headlines, 2010 One Direction form, teenage girls everywhere go mental. 2010 is when they formed. Yeah, and we started to see the what a decade of, they've had. Yeah, between them, and we started to see the like over obsessive fangirl with like this was like you had social media peaking as well. Oh, a scary time, really. So it wasn't like I mean the Backstreet Boys escaped this. They didn't have to put up with it. Yeah, yeah. They're screaming fans outside their cars. Now something I didn't know about until I was looking back. John Mayer's controversial Playboy interview, and this was apparently a staple of 2010. Um, he had comments about his hood pass <laughs> and white supremacist dick. Fucking hell. And he described his ex, Jessica Simpson, as sexual napalm. <laughs> and I think it was before 2010, but employed a month doesn't get his props. Good film, that is. <laughs> Nor does Dukes of Hazard. I like that as well. She's a ting in that. Yeah. That's literally how they sold the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like her being Daisy. 2010, Lil Wayne's sentenced to a year in prison doesn't seem like a lot, but when you look at him going in, um, protégés, uh, Drake and Nicki Minaj decided, look, this is our time. we got to kind of make it ourselves. They did and, a right, to be uh, fair. He's come out and he's fallen behind them then. So People, people yeah. who fancy Lil Wayne, I... Yeah. I oh, get proper confused about. No, I, I don't understand it either. Um, the Beatles put their music on iTunes. Kanye West releases My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy on the same day as Nicki Minaj releases Pink Friday. So, good good little 2010. Mm. 2011, Spotify arrived in America. Ed Sheeran releases The A-Team. Jay-Z and Kanye drop Watch the Throne. 2012, Whitney Houston dies at 48. Tupac Sheesh. gets resurrected via hologram at Coachella, which I thought that was going to be it. Like after that, I think everyone did thought you were going to see far more. Everyone's going to be coming back concerts. as holograms. If they did a biggie one now, I would pay 
and go see a Biggie hologram in concert. You need a lot of pixels. Uh, Swedish House Mafia announced their breakup. That was like the soundtrack to our early years of going out. Swedish it really House was, Mafia. wasn't it? Yeah, they they must have made a killing. Don't you worry, child. And I forgot the other ones. One was one of them with Pharrell. Yeah. What's the other one with Don't You Worry, Child? There was another one that was big. And I can't think what it was. We're making ourselves like, save the world here. or something. Mm. Anyway, Swedish House Mafia. Frank Ocean publishes open letter about his sexuality. Mumford and Sons sell over 600,000 copies of sophomore album Babble. I only remember not having like three songs. It was like Winter Winds, The Cave and Little Lion Man. And then after that, just... Little Lion Man was the only one that came yeah. to, to, to my mind at first. <laughs> they headlined Reading Festival. Um, Adele's 21 is certified diamond by the RIAA, whoever they are. Size Gangnam Style hits a billion YouTube views. Wasn't that the first video to hit a billion yeah. as well? That's fucking insane there. Great little dance. 2013, Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke shocked the world oh, at the 2013 wow. VMAs. Miley Cyrus's uh, batty was uh, likened to a chicken carcass <laughs> in, in shops. <laughs> and she says that um, Robin Thicke did her dirty by leaving her to get that bad publicity afterwards. I mean, to be fair, he got some bad publicity on Blurred Lines, didn't he? That didn't... Yeah. Well, his, his wife was front row with Miley doing that thing which she didn't know was going to happen as well. <laughs> Am I right in thinking she was the bird in one of the Mission Impossibles as well, his wife? I don't know, but she is sensational. Yeah, and she is absolutely class. The bird he had after that is just as class as well, and I can't think who it is. I saw... There was like a tweet the other day where it was like Robin Thicke when you thought he was done and then it's like a little Incredible. Uh, like gif of whoever his new bird is. 2014, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis beat Kendrick Lamar for Best Rap Album Grammy and that was Good Kid Mad City as well. So. Sheesh. <laughs> TMZ releases the elevator video with Jay-Z, Beyonce and Solange. <laughs> Actually helped Jay-Z so you're like, he really is that cool. <laughs> like, he can just brush that off. <laughs> U2 Songs of Innocence released as a preloaded album on the new iPhone where it just infected everyone, oh, yeah. everyone woke up like, what the hell is to the point where there are people young enough they were like what the hell is U2 yeah. what is that <laughs> 2015 Drake Sneak releases if you're reading this it's too late mixtape I remember on the bus thinking I'm sure like I would have heard something if like Drake was dropping an album yeah it's yeah. arguably my, my favourite Drake album uh, Meek Mill accuses Drake of not writing his own raps. That beef. Yeah. That beef they had. Downhill from there. He didn't want to prod the bear with Drake. <laughs> no. 2016, Prince dies at 57. 2017, Justin Bieber takes Despacito to the next level. Fire Festival goes down in flames. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ariana Grande headlines One Love Manchester concert. Bodak Yellow hits number one on the Hot 100 and births Cardi B. <laughs> 2018, Kanye goes to the White House. Childish Gambino premieres This Is America video. I love that when that came out. That was actually a strangely big moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. XXX Tentacion is killed. 2019, Stormzy headlines Glastow. Surviving R. Kelly debuts on TV. Mm. Nipsey Hussle is killed and Jay-Z partners with the NFL. Been an up and down 2019. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a wild year, hasn't it? <laughs> I 
Now, I don't know if you have an album of the decade, if you are to the decade, song of the decade, that kind of mm. thing, where I pinged out. Where I thought I might have some, like, I've got confrontation, the word in my head, but not that. A couple Disputes. Of, yeah, a couple of my albums of the decade where I was kind of running through um, Pusha T, Daytona, ASAP, Rocky, Long Live, ASAP, Lana Del Rey, Born to Die, Stormzy, Gang Signs and Prayer, Kanye, The Life of Pablo, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, Skepta, Kenichiwa, Drake, Take Care, Billie Eilish, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, which is the first album to hit a billion streams, I think, on really? Spotify. Yeah. Fucking no, she's the first artist to hit a billion streams on Spotify without an album. Okay, okay. Um, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, Yeezus and Goblin. It's a bit of a theme there. I'm sure I've missed them out. I was just taking it from Complex's mm. top 100 and the ones I, I like, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I think my album of the decade would be um, Kanye, The Life of Pablo, which will get some stick because most expected to be the other My one. Beautiful Dark Twisted yeah. Fantasy, which... I wouldn't argue either way. I think my thing is I'm I'll sooner listen to Life of Pablo front to back but I think the bangers on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy are better. Yeah, that was kind of instinctively the one that came to my mind of I am a like Kanye Stan as well. Fanboy. <laughs> that was voted the album of the decade by it wasn't enemy because Christ, if I could, what was it for enemy? Enemy was uh, AM Arctic Monkeys. They gave as album really? of the decade. I think they had like four album by four albums by Foles in like their top twenty. Well, the thing is, they are like that way inclined, aren't they? Though four from Foles in your top twenty of the no, decade. That yeah, is rush. that is that is rush. Yeah, I think I, it, I think it was Complex that had my beautiful dark. I actually fantasy. liked. AM by Art and Monk, because a few people disputed it, but there was some absolute bangers on there. I I think, obviously, the, the album, the early album, they're always going to be chasing. They'll probably never match it. But I thought AM was one of their best of recent times. Also, I appreciated AM more when you once, uh... once they'd really suck it in C and then whatever the one after that was. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. And I think I didn't give it a proper chance. So going back... I like what I like from the album. I'm not going to listen to it front to back, but it's a good album. But for me, I'll go Life of Pablo, Song of the Decade, Runaway, Kanye. Artist would be Kanye. I thought I might have some mix, but I've gone fairly... I've, I didn't know whether Artist of the Decade you were going to... like. For example, like Drake probably has to have like a say... In, oh, in terms of yeah. if you were objectively having to give one yeah, to yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd if, probably yeah. If it was um, like kind of me and Rory gave um, Fire of the Decade to John Jones, yeah, 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 where and we both said like we've looked for any way to not give it to him, and then you weigh yeah. up other people's against his, and it's like look, we can't really give it to anyone else. Yeah, if it's, if if it's like who is it kind of yeah. Yeah, it's just Drake by like, stretch. Yeah, yeah. It was, and even with the album, did he have like that one with Hotline Bling and what's it, One Dance and all that, all on yeah. the same thing? Didn't they? Bearing well, in mind how much they've all been fucking played. He like, he's one as well where 
people are constantly trying to rip him down as well. So it's even more impressive. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure it helps in a way, but it's impressive that he does manage to kind of stay up here when so many people claim to like hate his music as well. Like for a while it was like, where people thought it was cool to like, say they hated Justin Bieber. It's like, you don't have to be a fan. Very much so. Same with One Direction, wasn't it? Yeah, anyone that had a fringe was like, Oh, you're trying to have your hair like Justin Bieber, are you? Yeah. It's kind of an older person thing to say to a young person, some it? people, because they were going, it's like Justin Bieber, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? There's a blow of a face like a pizza. He says, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> do you have anything more for this or go on to TV? We'll move on to TV. Go on. Okay. TV shows of the decade, so I'll float some out here. Ones that other people have said are on there, and whether you like them, you dislike them. These aren't in any year order either. One comes particularly to mind if terms if we if we're giving the prize of yeah. So but go on. first one on the list was this country, which I've given a chance. I thought it was okay. I didn't for a while because I thought they were quite literally ripping off Gareth from the office. <laughs> yeah, doing that and then no, it's it's all right. It wasn't like some people like best show ever. I can't stand Gavin and Stacey either. Like. I thought I couldn't remember if you were uh, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing like people say can't wait now Christmas day sit down and watch I yeah I seem to be one of the only people seems to be in the middle ground of it where I've I haven't watched all of them I've seen enough of them to sort of know reference and stuff I found it quite funny but not like in love with it like like you said some people are looking forward to that more than their Christmas dinner and then other people absolutely despise it I seem to be somewhere in between of the two of them. I don't know how people like James Corden I don't know what there is about him that people like. You know what? I like him. <laughs> is he though? Is he like one of those books who's quite supposed to be quite likable and affable to the point where everyone else is going to despise him? So you're going to have that group that really likes him, and then everyone else is going to be like, "You are so fucking annoying." We need Vernon K to do the Nate Diaz. To <laughs> James Corden, he is taking everything Vernon K worked for. <laughs> Then in K for a while, it was like, oh, he's got test daily, he's, do- he's doing all right. And every year, every- there would be, you know, Vernon K's dead. <laughs> He'd have to come out and be like, no, I'm, I'm not dead. <laughs> the amount of people that have apparently died in like a jet skiing accident. Yeah, it's yeah, It's amazing yeah. that any celebrity would ever get on one. It was ever since, uh, ever since Michael Schumacher had that skiing accident. <laughs> it's all gone downhill since then. <laughs> that quite literally was downhill. <laughs> Um, Vernon K kind of played himself didn't he because he was texting news to some other bird wasn't he? so look you got to realise you got yourself a good woman there yep. a good woman who's nearly 8 foot tall like you are so <laughs> your options might be limited so you need to work with what you got as much as I like Vernon K it irritates me each year when they drag him out for the NFL UK coverage oh yeah they do didn't they <laughs> yeah yeah Big although man. they're trying to get chappers on it more on BBC aren't they I re- I didn't realise until I started listening to his podcast with um, Ornstein. Yeah. I, I do really like Chappers. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually... Um, he I was watching the NFL like show a, the, he just the other night. Like a great guy. He, he actually had some good banter with the two Americans on there, which often they'll get... Let's face it. Uh, yeah. If an ex-NFL player is on British TV... You're not normally a top tier ex talent. You're getting somewhere yeah. in between, and they seem to actually get what he was sort of getting and having a bit of a laugh with him as well, which was good. 
What's the name? Neil on Sky Sports just makes self-depreciating jokes and they're like, and they all just laugh along <laughs> at him. Yeah, uh, Chappers. If if I get married and he wants the best man slot, <laughs> he can fight Ben Stiller for it. <laughs> That's quite a cast. Big mouth, great show. I need to get on that. One where you'll have to say because I've not watched it. Uh, the Circle was one that was said to be one of the great it's, shows in a decade. Yeah, that seems obviously because it's happened right at the end of the day. It seems a little, yeah. little much. But it was an it's an interesting sort of innovation. I wonder how many more series of it they'll be able to do. But they freshened it up a bit this time, which I, I wasn't sure they could do a second as well as they did. So the People vs OJ Simpson, good little that was show great. That was. That was really they good. were meant to be doing uh, the Oscar Pistorius thing after, but I don't think it ever came to. Don't milk it, guys. <laughs> Top Boy. I mean, this list is look very recent in comparison. We'll mm. get some more. Making a Murderer had everyone I was then a legal expert. <laughs> very, yeah. yeah. It was very much a uh, one of the original things that I thought got everybody talking about and then people rushed to watch. Which yeah. It's an incredible... F- incredible thing Netflix have got where like this thing with cats at the minute straight away that rises to the top everyone's talking about it right you've got to go see that and the next thing will be in a couple of weeks no yeah doubt. the amount of things I've watched when there's something that I would probably prefer but that becomes right you have to watch this in front of it like I went on Netflix yesterday when I, I turned off Surviving Christmas and I, I they've just brought out The Witcher which looks like something that I'll be like bang up for has there been anything more banded around than Better Than Game of Thrones as a tagline for that show? Oh, which is a dangerous thing anyway, but so I was speaking, been I was speaking to a Cam, selling point. I was speaking to Cam earlier, and he's asked if I'd started it, and I said no, and he's, he's watched the first four episodes. And I said, my worry with this is I want it to be like the Game of Thrones-style fantasy rather than like pan's labyrinth which i've not even seen or like hellboy that kind of thing and he was like it, it's not like game of thrones oh <laughs> uh, okay so yeah that was just i've seen... also not played the game or read the books so i don't it just looks good <laughs> yeah I've, I've no idea on the backstory of it either uh top boy making a murderer big little lies is good uh suits where obviously a cast member is now a member of the royal family bit weird didn't see that coming <laughs> i mean Plenty of people in this country, for some reason, hate it. <laughs> I don't know. I oh, know. It's never really been something I've understood. There's far more hateful people in the royal family, if that's, wow, as... if that's what you're going to focus on. Well, what's his, what's his face for? You know what? That Prince Andrew, he thought, she's getting a tough time, I'll help her out. Chernobyl, I'm not, well, not one that I've seen, but it's like hasn't got the reviews of being the best show ever yeah 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 um rick and morty great show yep friday night dinner i've not understood it with that at all i, I see all the memes it it didn't do it for me no i watched a couple of episodes and i thought i've strangely sort of like pleasantly enjoyed it yet i haven't really laughed at this <laughs> so i don't really know what i was getting out of it Bojack Horseman, Walking Dead, I watched the first season and then essentially took someone's word for it saying the this, this second season isn't very good. And I watched a couple of episodes and was like, nah. Didn't do it for you. Bloke at Work watched it all and has stopped after like eight seasons, which 
I can't understand to start with. And I was like, why Why have you stopped? And he was like, there's just too many zombies. And I was like, what did you what? think you were? And he was like, yeah, there was a bit more to it than that before. I thought you were going to say, like, I said he got a bit too far-fetched. So <laughs> what about this premise? <laughs> wasn't far-fetched. Well, I've ranted before where people say they turned off Lost because there was a polar bear. Like, that is yeah. the worst part of it. Uh, Luther. Gary Anderson just checks out on 170. Big fish. Jesus. Luther, did, did you watch that? Yeah. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't sure about the last episode. Like, I liked how dark it was, and then the ending, I was like, not sure about this. There is also a strange predictability about he's going to have a fucked up situation at the end of every series <laughs> something's going to go horribly wrong in his life same happens in uh, 24 <laughs> <laughs> yeah which isn't on my list but great show I don't know when that ended though um, Vikings has props it looks like something that I would be on board with but haven't watched it same with Black Sails I think all a lot of these probably shows probably into the same I was about to say fall into the same boat. That wasn't yeah. an intentional pun, but yeah. I think a lot of these shows have drawn in an audience by being like Game of Thrones, but not drawn people in by not being Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. And so they kind of were damned if they did or damned if they didn't, because you buy into the hype. You want people to buy into the hype while it's there, but at the same time, people are. Well, they say it's good. Is <laughs> that? Well, that's what they've done without the witch, haven't they? By literally using as a tagline. Better than Game yeah. of Thrones, it? They've gone for the sort of Adrian Broner, I'm <laughs> going to be better than Floyd, and you have enough people tuning to see if he is, and the other people tune in to say, nah, he's not, yeah. just to make sure. Uh, Black Mirror, so I watched the Christmas special of that again uh, the other day. Unreal episode, So good, isn't is. it? Yeah. That's got like one of the highest rated TV episodes of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, and I rewatched the uh, first episode with the Prime Minister, because I forgot how wild that was. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's a spoiler, but at this point, it's been out like eight years. So yeah. the fact that the whole episode, I like the I like the part that essentially he could have got he could have not done it because they released the girl, knowing that everyone would be tuned into their TV, and so <laughs> wouldn't have to do it. But it's at the end where. His wife just never forgives him. She stays with him, but just <laughs> resents him because of what he did. She just shakes her head at him, like, disgusted. <laughs> you know what? I don't think we're a million miles away from that currently. I honestly don't. <laughs> well, everyone would react, like, everyone gathers around the TV. It's like, we advise you not to watch this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, that's going to happen. If you think we're not watching this. And then like, loves it and cracks up. And that would absolutely happen. <laughs> Love Island. So this was one of the cultural moments of mm. uh, the time in that men just admitted like, you know, this is actually quite good. This is all right, this. Because, <laughs> I mean, everyone's got far too involved in that. When you had that season of uh, Love Island paired with the World Cup, well, that's something we could have had with our sports moments of the decade because... What a summer that was. <laughs> that summer was just... <laughs> fuck the summer of 69. That was the summer. The summer of 18. As much as uh, Jack might love his uh, girlfriend, if you have her around and ask him 
his thoughts on that summer as she sees the difference in his face, the little glint in his eye when he mentions that summer. <laughs> She'll know what true love is. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Things, another one that kind of captured where people have watched it just to be in tune with. He is very good though. Yeah. Peaky Blonde is one I haven't been able to get on board with. I watched the first season and it really didn't do it for me. Mm, surprised me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I tried. Like, so I tried to like it, like rugby union. <laughs> it was that Brummy accent, wasn't it? It killed you. Yeah, it didn't help. The only one that can get away with a Brummy accent is Demi Rose. I've said before. Game or, of Thrones. Or your boy Matt Macklin. No, he's <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Depends no. on what day of the week. Yeah, so this was one where people had it as like a cultural moment of the decade, where nine episodes in, you kill off the main character in your show to lit to say there are no rules like yeah anyone can get it here yeah yeah and then another cultural moment which was 2013 with um the red wedding where i wasn't watching it i don't think i was watching it no i was watching it each week at a time oh I'm trying to think maybe i wasn't and it, I'm pretty sure it was slightly spoiled by Alex telling me the ending to this episode is going to... Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he 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 got very excitable about it. He's very emotionally <laughs> invested in it, wasn't he? Because I said that I didn't feel like I was fully in tune because unless I was watching the show, I couldn't tell you certain characters' names. But the more people I spoke to, the more people did feel the same. Yeah. It was just speaking to Alex when he could tell me like someone's second cousin's middle name. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Breaking Bad. So, do you know in the space of uh, a month, you had the Red Wedding and you had the finale of Breaking Bad on TV. Sheesh. So that was a uh, what a time that. in TV. Yeah, yeah. That was 2013, I think. Sounds about right for when yeah. it would have ended. House of Cards started this, that same year as well. Not a great decade for him, eh? I haven't finished it off. House went of downhill sharp. <laughs> yeah, I've not finished because I just know it's just not going to be the same. Look, he's a villain. Yeah. Jersey Shore carried on into this decade, so that's taken the best show of the decade. Geordie Shore has uh, spoiled it, I think. Yeah, about Christ. The fact that's still going baffles me. Yeah, because the last thing I saw, there was a clip of it on Twitter and they were like cracking up at that Chloe bird who was like a cretin anyway, like shitting on the floor. Yeah. And then we were all like, oh, that's so a uh, calendar should- drink. <laughs> it's like, well, they used to like have the odd food fight and now Gaza it's- or whatever would be getting screamed at for bringing back a bird. And now it's, they're all coupled up. So none of that happens. No. Which is where the show started going downhill. Where, yeah. Look, if you, put these people together for that long that is going to happen yeah and then I guess people went on nights out in Newcastle being as ridiculous as possible in the hope of being picked up by the show yeah it must have been so and Prison Break carried on into this decade of course it did just about what are you giving as TV show of the decade I think Game of Thrones seals it but Breaking Bad being in there and finishing, it, it, I do forget how big it was. I was going to say this. I think 
Breaking Bad didn't age age well in my head, but I loved it while I was watching it. So I don't really know. People love the finale. I think. I don't know. I think because the the fallout was kind of prolonged, it's not like uh, Scarface, say, where bang you see the collapse, the like gradual of the impact sure. wasn't quite like, it True. got to a point where you were like, it's not ending happily ever after for him. Like no, no matter what happens no. here. And the fact that, and this is from memory because I've not watched it back in so long. I thought it didn't feel as conclusive as it could because it felt like the idea was floated that he could still be yeah, alive. see, like I, when watching it, thought, right, he's dead then, that's it. But obviously afterwards, upon reading it, you think, well, technically you didn't see him die. No, or whatever. that's so, usually the sign in TV shows. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I, I did think at the time, I thought it was a fairly satisfactory conclusion. I, I thought the lack of outrage about it suggested most people got it wrong, which for a big show is pretty rare. If you look yeah. at how most shows end, it's almost always they usually drag it out because they don't want to have to try and end it yeah yeah and it's normally they normally try and please everyone and end up pleasing no one don't they I'm not sure if it was you that brought it up recently because I'd never put the two together that um, Jessica Jones is Jesse's girlfriend yes I hadn't put the two together but having watched Jessica Jones it probably does click (laughs) what makes her have an overdose (laughs) and dies that's when you knew he was a real dirtbag. Four, four shows that kind of unsung, even if you don't particularly like superhero stuff or like Marvel, you can do far worse than watching The Punisher on Netflix. Yeah. Sean gave it a go and like loved it because you've got The Punisher and you've got Daredevil on there as well. And they're like superhero-y enough, but without going full Deadpool-like they are like you get proper deaths and it's like stiff cut like 50 like the punishers an 18 rated okay and he is going like all in punishing people yeah 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 so the punisher is like one of the best shows ever seen it's like the series finale of the first season is like okay proper proper like levels mm. but no I, w- I would agree with game of thrones it's just unfortunate the way it ended as is often the way with these shows, isn't it? Because Volkanovski comes out to the Game of Thrones music and he said he was going to change it for the title fight because he was still so unhappy with the way it ended. Yeah, because I feel like you don't even get as pumped for it now. No. <laughs> you think, oh, I know what happened here. So to to close us out with the last couple of things then, what, two and a bit hours we've been <laughs> watching the darts and chatting about the past. Mainly, I've been rambling. Most complained about TV moments of the decade, and some of this will take you back. Kay Burley, who's a scumbag as it is, <laughs> grilling the chief executive from Alton Towers after the girl lost her legs. Oh yeah, where she was trying to force—I can't—she was trying to force him to admit something, and he basically kept offering sympathy. And she was like, "I don't think I think the last thing she wants is your sympathy right now." Never <laughs> complained about her interviewing. Um, you then had from Big Brother Helen Wood, who famous for getting piped by Rooney. She was one of the ones he bought. 
Yeah, yeah. And Mark O'Neill described fellow contestant Brian Bello as looking like a murderer and a rapist. <laughs> Next one, Danny Dyer thinking Jack had cheated on it with his ex on Love Island. People complained saying it was barbaric. Oh, yeah, because they basically set it up to make you... Yeah, they did the little postcard thing. Do people not know what this show is about? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jon Snow reported on a Brexit rally remarking, I've never seen so many white people in one place. <laughs> that got record uh, complaints for Channel 4. <gasps> Sensational. Rihanna and Christina dancing too raunchy during the 2010 X Factor final. Come on. Is the fifth most complained about TV moment of the decade. <laughs> Jesus. Tommy Robinson being allowed to express his views on Sky in 2010. Received complaints. Um... A mockumentary called UKIP, The First 100 Days, which I can admit I've never heard of before. Um, a mockumentary is if they'd won and the fallout of what that would have been. <laughs> that received uh, a lot of complaints from their followers. <laughs> Loose women bullying Kim Hepburn and making her cry. The one who was on Big Brother arguing with Jamie O'Hara. Oh, but she was a nightmare though, wasn't yeah. she? But so oh. was that, um, I forgot her name, Colleen. Yeah, true. She's- she won it, didn't she? She went on and won that big brother, I think. Yeah, I feel like she might have done, because she was just as bad. She was a bit mopey on that, wasn't she? Yeah. No, she was, argue- was, like, she was arguing with her at the time. Kim just loved the in. fucking route. Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, I remember that, one uh, day, one of them Nicola. said good morning to her. She said, don't you start with me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Because that was when uh, we would be waiting for like a Box Nation show and watch that on a yeah. Saturday. <laughs> and he plied him with alcohol first. And the, the, Jamie O'Hara with his top off looking yeah. fat round with him what, what did your life come to the most complained about moment of the decade on TV uh, from Celebrity Big Brother uh, Roxanne accusing yes. Ryan of physically assaulting her only for it to be shown later that she'd been grossly exaggerated I saw a clip of it then I forgot how riled I was by it <laughs> oh, it was horrendous <laughs> she was obviously insane because <laughs> she full on was like she, lo- she lost like, all her jobs didn't she from it yeah and then all these people came out the woodwork. Like, yeah, she's she's a pathological liar. She yeah. tried to do the same with me. Like, oh, that's not good. So that's TV. Who would you give as your male or female of the decade? Oh, from the TV worlds. No, from male or female of the decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. It can't be Sherwood. Fucking. Who can it be if it can't be shared with them? I'll nominate <clears throat> Crouchy, Max Holloway, Thomas from The Apprentice. <laughs> I, I did have Sherwood as my, <laughs> as my pick. Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. What has Vince Vaughn done this decade <laughs> to get himself in there? The situation. He's turned things around. Yeah, he's just come out of prison. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go against what I said, and Sherwood is getting my vote for man of the decade. Uh, Give it Sadio. Sadio. I just want him to be my mate, really. <laughs> I'm sticking with that hairline. I just, <laughs> I've not? said it before. People criticise the hairline. But how fucking weird would he look if he shaves it all off? <laughs> He's going to look fucking weird if he does. Did you enjoy that clip of uh, 
Robbo gassing him up, saying, I'll get him for you. I'll get and him. he did. Go on, Robbo. I'm glad I didn't watch that game, in all honesty. Yeah, you, you didn't miss a whole lot. <laughs> and cretin of the decade. Oh, now this is an extensive list. Anna from Love Island. I've never <laughs> been angrier with any one person. You're bang on. That's when you you said about people getting emotionally invested. Oh, I was hugely emotionally invested with that. I hated her with, a, with too much passion. Yeah, because even when you were fuming with Amber at the time, you would at least have a look and be like, I could forgive you. Yeah. She didn't even have the fallback. And every time you thought, Okay, maybe she's changing a bit. She would like double down or she something else. Some... <laughs> she was awful. Peter Wright can be up there, as can. I think Fergie can still get a nomination for this decade. <laughs> Fergie still. Yeah. <laughs> but Anna from Love Island takes the cake. Cretin of the decade. Yep. She's nailed it. Congratulations to her. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to mention on this decade summary before? I mean, to be honest, I, I think there will probably be another pod before the new year. I've got too much time off work for there to not be. <laughs> for you to not record your thoughts at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, it's been a good one. It's been a lovely decade. Well, I said to you earlier, Troy ended up attending the party that he spoke about last week. Uh, so we were going to hear the we were going to hear, hear the tales. tales from yesterday. So I text him basically saying like, "Is any of this safe for? Is there anything you can actually share on here?" And uh, he messaged me back saying, uh, "I'm sure there are a couple that can be squeezed in." It was a night from a film, a movie, as the youth would say. Uh, two filthy strippers shagging a banana and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> They must have had a proper whip round this year. <laughs> so you can look forward to that from Troy. <laughs> but anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. If we don't if you don't hear from us again, have a very Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Hopefully you've uh, enjoyed the show. Hopefully you enjoyed the shows for the year. If you'd if you'd be interested in writing for us, if you contact us at www.spitballingpod.com if you want to come on the show, if you drop us a message at Spitballing Pod or through the website and we'll try and squeeze you on when uh, Alex or Harper drop out as uh, seems to be what they do. And if not, if you just enjoy listening, thanks again. We'll be back. Goodbye. <laughs>